I'm a charismatic front man with great eyebrows and a mysterious sexuality. Radio X. <laughs> Russell Brand. Right, now I'm glad this has come up. <laughs> Radio X. Why are you shaking your head, Matt? Why are you shaking your bald show You're head? eating. Yeah, no. That's the sound that that pig would have made guzzling that chicken that you shoved it to its death. Didn't eat it. He just in this story. It. Listen to the radio show. Make your own judgments about Wim Hof, Andy Peters, Matt's behaviour on a farmyard, Mr G's poem, and, and then we'll come back to us. Yeah. The back. Then come back to us. Let me see. Let me see. Won't we? Well, did you enjoy that? Wasn't that terrific? Was it terrific? Horrific or terrific? <laughs> yeah. Either one, either one. I think, let's think of some real highlights from that. I did like that pig story, actually, and I did like the image of a far- of rubber-handed farmer. Which, yeah, imagine it was part of your childhood. I am imagining And also, the colour of his rubber hand was a Grey. really sarcastic pink. What, like lurid, livid? Sarcastic pink. Well, like, like the person, glove. like the doctor who'd fitted it had gone, like it was a... Like a mockery of human flesh. <laughs> like it was oh, like bright pink, like a rubber glove. Like a hand by Jake and Dinos Chapman. Yeah. Like a sarcastic hand. Yeah. Extraordinary <laughs> stuff. It hurt when it went up your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> good work, good work. Now, what's that thing? What are those things I'm thinking about? Oh, yeah, just swearing a bit. Instagram, Instagram. What's going to be your first picture on Instagram? Mate? Oh, yeah, no, it's up. It's up now. It'll it's be up. that. Uh, no, I'm going to set up my own one. I don't like well, the I'm fact gonna set Neil up set it up and he'll have a little back door to it. Come on, leave a little <laughs> back door. He'll go in there and snuffle well, around on, my then pictures. Set it up on your phone now, Skin yeah. Daddy. Oh, no, I, don't. I need to take time to do that. Come on, Skin Daddy, get it up, Jen baby. Could set up an Instagram. All right. One send Jengo, why don't you send him that image of me rush, rubbing his little velvety bonts? And Why then do you we'll... have to be in my Instagram Of course I have to. Uh, the first one should be some sort of beautiful scene. Oh, just a, a, a mood-setting thing. People don't like beautiful scenes. You rubbing my head. They want to see me rubbing your head, They probably they? do, actually. Yeah, they probably, probably do. Come on, me They'd rubbing your head. They slash fiction about us. Oh, what's that like? Fan fiction? Porn fiction? Sexual... If you fiction. would like to write some sex fiction Someone about us... Someone did once about us, I'm Well, I'd sure. like it. Give us it. And G got to be in it as well. G- oh, yeah, G will yeah, be in I'll it. be writing it. Hey, don't, don't bob your shoulders up and down like you're going to be in charge of us, sex-wise. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I'm handing out Freddos for the winner. Oh, okay. Oh, the winner. Oh, oh. Sexualise me. I've just been sexualised and I didn't like it one bit. That's really ruined my Christmas. I'm a married man. <laughs> I'm a married man. You see the metaphor behind what I'm saying. There was no metaphor there. That was just disgusting. I'm a married man. I'm a married man. Is that how he says it, Matt? Frank Spencer? Frank Spencer, yeah. I'm a married man. I like Frank Spencer. He's brilliant. Let's get Frank Spencer. It's a strange name, energy and bold choices. I'm a married man. Well, we were talking about this on the phone. The energy of the archetype of the sissy, the fairy, the Nancy used to be in Silent Boy. Obviously, it's dreadfully homophobic, actually, in its point of origin. But there's something chaotic about the feminised energy of males, which uh, uh, appears well, in Frank tricksters. Spencer was married to Betty. He was quite fit. Well, I think wasn't that part... Yeah, Betty was lovely. And that part of the joke, though... That's what some others do have. I think it was the, the fact that he was effete, feminine and camp. And that the idea that, mm, Jessica, don't worry about it, darling. I'll give you a little cuddle. Mm. So you're quite good at that impression because mm. there is an element of him to you. I know. I, really, I sort of like it. I like all those Kenneth Williams people. Where's those people now? What have we got? Me. What have we got? We've got um, you. What's but his you name? Don't Carr. Do... Alan Carr. Alan Carr, he's camp. Yeah, but I mean Graham sitcom, Norton, but He's acting, got a bit more like earth Comedy, and comedy. We got Matt Berry does a funny voice. Yeah, right. We want bigger comic characters, huh? Yeah, 
All right, let's do that sketch show. It'll be good. Now, a farmer has died after a pig died. Oh, that's very sad. I'm sorry to hear this. I wonder why he was so gleeful about this. I didn't realise he was dead. But let's look on the bright side. A pig bit off his penis and three of his fingers. God. Oh, wait, so you were happy about it until you heard that I didn't he died. want him to die. Lost I his penis him... and three fingers. You can still get along fine, particularly if he's married. Right, guys! <laughs> uh, uh, he, he had a fight with the pig after a drunken night out in his hometown of San Lucas, Ojitlan, southern western Mexico. Oxaxexa. God, that's a hell of a word. Oaxaca. You say the X as a sort of... Go on. You do H, it. Like Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Oh, oh, hacky ho. Oh, oh, hacker. Oh, hacker. I'd say oh, hacker. All right. Local media reports say the pig became aggressive after the farmer provoked it, jumping up and knocking him over. Now, we're reading Stupid this. pig. <laughs> yeah. Um, you want to provoke me, baby? Say goodbye to your little prickery. Honk. Unless he had his knob out, how would the pig mm. bite through trouser and mm. pant? It's very fishy. And get just the penis. I think he was, when he says wow, provoke, that's I think. observation. That yeah, provoke. <laughs> no, I mean. Matt's picked it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah but... How do you provoke a pig in a way that your penis is what it goes for? Was he doing hip <laughs> thrusts at it? <laughs> hey, piggy, would like to see you do this on your hind legs. Huh, huh, suddenly I see a piggy what I don't like. Huh, huh. I reckon, and I'm going to put this out there, it's fucking its nostril. <laughs> How dare Not just one nostril. <laughs> he was dipping it between the two. You don't go into one nostril and then the other without washing between. Yes, you do. You, you do. go in That's the That's what I provoked him. I know what happened. <laughs> He's got in one <laughs> nostril. <laughs> He's got in one nostril. He's tried to give it a rinse downstairs before before dipping it in the other nostril. Well, you think nostril, then go to the mouth for a clean and then into the other nostril. Hey, I'm not saying this farmer's a genius. <laughs> I'm saying he's trying his best I love the way in a this, difficult the, time. The, uh, once you're into the podcast bit, we're not on air. This the is tone the... is dr- I'm normally by me. You, it is always down. you because yeah. I actually have learned how to successfully negotiate with my madness and, to, and, and keep it in a professional get your bum milieu. Back. Huh? Don't you talk about Nanny's bum bag? Don't you criticize Nanny's bum bag? That's got Nanny's tablets in it. But like, and whereas you don't have, I have to like really hosting don't a show. Stand on no, some sort of high horse, looking host, at me. Hosting a show requires great skill and great dexterity. I have to go from item to item. Perhaps I have to introduce Wim Hof. Perhaps I have to read out a text message from one of the listeners. Whereas you, you coast, you coast, and you've always. I'm coasted. a passenger on this mad you vehicle that you're made driving. Something to yourself. That's what works. You could have made something to yourself, but you wasted your life tormenting and provoking pigs. <laughs> So, uh, as well as his penis, three of his fingers, which I feel terrible about, got snipped off and he had to go to Tuxtepec Hospital to be treated for the wounds. But despite their interventions, the doctors couldn't control the bacterial infections. Who wants to die of a pig's bacterial gum oh. infection? I'm so sorry for the, your loss. Keep forgetting he's died and then I, I know. And then I know. Hits me again. Hold on a minute, there's a new bit at the end. He survived and lived on very happily forevermore. Such is life. What a great tale. Well, let's never think about that. Oh, imagine again. you had a pig and you, because you probably did care about like, like that farmer, right? Yeah. And then you, then there's a thing where something happens that's a bit out of character with the farmer, or maybe it's been going on for a long time, <laughs> and, and the pig snapped and went, yeah. oh, no, not tonight. <laughs> that's enough no. of that. I've been suckled by piglets. I'm exhausted, and now you. <laughs> and then he's done that, and then then he's probably when then the ambulance comes. He's probably thinking, "Oh God, this was. Oh, I've no. gone so far. Oh, this is terrible. Okay. I'm going to be such a good piggy. Tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be the best piggy on this farm." And then he got, and then the next day, there's just a terrible mood on the farm. None of the farm jobs are getting done. 
And then there's Where's a funeral. Daddy's gone. He's gone. Oh and you can, so you say the piggy didn't... I've kept his penis under the straw. I <laughs> might as well just eat it now. <laughs> I've been keeping it just for a special occasion. I suppose I'll have it after the funeral. So do you think that then the pig is a bit like Edward Scissorhands? It didn't mean oh, to didn't kill the mean farmer. To do it. And then oh, Edward, he misses him. Edward Pegfangs. Mm. Piggy, Eddie Pigfangs, and he, and he was really just cuddled. I mean, maybe we're looking at the, the wrong side of the story there. I so don't know, Matt. I think we've humanised the pig. It, it says here... No and objectified the human. No details of the victim's family situation were reported. Aha! Because he was a pig fucker! <laughs> Imagine at the funeral, though, because, like, the elephant in the pig in the room <laughs> is going to... Like, if, that, if that's how you died... I'm sure no one mentions it at the funeral and goes, I mean, that's mad, isn't it, to have your knob bitten off by a pig and then die from it. But that's yeah. all that everyone in the audience is thinking. What a pig bit his penis and fingers off. There might be a few pigs at the church. Isn't it? Yeah. Just like chickens away. running around. You just have to say, let's just remember the good things about the farmer. <laughs> and let's not think too much. Yeah, I bet that's what the... The minister said, like, let's not think about how he died. Let's remember his life. Because everyone's just yeah. sitting there going, pig, pig, pig. <laughs> pig dick. Pig bit his winky off. Piggy winky. Yeah. Piggy winky. Let's not cast aspersions on why he had his penis and three fingers in a Well, pig. was a good man. That's, he would have wanted a celebration. This is a celebration of his life. And thanks, all of you, for honouring him by wearing your pig costumes, trotters and snouts. I bet that at the end of the funeral they all went with pitchforks and killed the pig. <laughs> I reckon that pig, mate, didn't make it through the night. I reckon I bet while he was getting put in the ambulance, they killed that pig. It's the same as if a dog bites someone, isn't it? Because the police it's would have come there. The dogs. Uh, yeah, I know, one was put down for biting me. Yeah, I know. You were happy that that was executed. I know. I'd so like imagine... his little skull on a sort of plaque. <laughs> so imagine if, like, a pig had snipped off your winkle. Yeah, but you pigs wouldn't... are worth thousands of pounds, right? If it was a big pig... You like... still eat it. I mean, who's going to eat a pig that's been bred... And what did, how was this pig reared? Oh, it's been raised on a like natural grass, <laughs> oatmeal, human and cock. Except at the very end of his life. Uh... He had three fingers and a penis. <laughs> no, you could really taste that in the gammon. <laughs> <laughs> if we've not put a pipe pineapple on this eat slice. bacon from a pig that... A man's penis. You wouldn't. And you I would. can finally say that. <laughs> you would. You wouldn't. I would. You would eat a pig that's been reared on. No, man not food. solely reared on men's penises. <laughs> That'd be madness. Like a diet of wood. Yeah. That is a documentary that I am willing to fund. Matt Morgan lives on sow. How now, cock sow? With Matt Morgan. Right, well, I think we've rinsed that particular <laughs> item, haven't we? Oh, I don't know. Let's go back and have a look. Let's have a look what else went on on this barnyard. Oh, bacterial infections caused by pig bites. I mean, yeah. do you know what it's like? It's like an Orwellian analogy or an Orwellian allegory. I always have to think about that. An Orwellian allegory, Gone like mad. about communism, but in this case, the pigs, you know, the, they looked from the men to the pigs to the pigs to the men, but already it was impossible to tell the difference how, you know, animal farm ends when... Yeah. You know, people morph into the corrupting archetype of the powerful. Well, not in this case. You can tell exactly which is the man and which is the pig. The pig's the one smiling with a little frankfurter draped across its lower jaw, and the farmer's the one with a clenched fist being bundled into the back of an ambulance. That happened, though, the farmer, because like, that sort of injury, as painful as it would be, you're in the ambulance thinking, this is awful, but I'm not dying. Yeah. Because the, the bacteria infection, infection got, him. got yeah. him. So, like, there was a point where he was just like, what we'll do is we'll just live without a penis. <laughs> fine. This fine. sounds fine. Unless um, they, there was two fingers on one hand and one arm in God, I don't know. You can't even... Yeah, they were probably on the same hand, weren't they, the fingers? And now, of course, we lead back gracefully 
to the rubber-handed farmer that, as a boy... How did he lose his hand? That was his bitch, that pig that killed that chicken. Someone gave my piggy wick a snack that they oughtn't have done. Never seen such passion when I'm with her. (laughs) That's why he was angry. (laughs) <laughs> that's, uh, all right, that's enough now. That's Sean enough. Bean's Moving on. That's what's happened to my sandwich? It's fallen apart in my own hands. You've right, eaten okay. It, you mad Hello, Russ, Matt, and G, says Tracy from Glasgow. So happy to hear you back on the airwaves, which is where we are. On one of the earlier shows, you used to talk about the children's programme Rainbow. Of course we did. As I teach little minds, and as you're a new dad, Russell, gosh, this is Father's Day, and we don't want to talk about pig winkles, and we didn't even mention. David Cameron draping his own genitalia in a I pig's mouth well. as part of a ceremony. Yeah. Left that, we I left don't that alone. I think there's anything wrong with it, really. Right, it's around a bit armless Dead fun. Pig. Why not? Would you eat a David Cameron pig then, Matt? Yes. Oh, right. I teach young minds and a new dad. I just wanted to make sure your beautiful wee lass never comes across the dreaded scary bungle as she grows up. What? Of course you may have already seen him, but just to be sure, a picture is enclosed. He brings what, terror to many wee ones in his weird, unfinished form. Does she mean the scary bungle, meaning bungle scary, or is there another There's a bu- particular and specific scary a bungle. scary bungle. Scare. Let's have a look at scary bungle. Oh. <laughs> may I? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I like that, him oh, better. Oh, is that like what he looked like before, like on the pilot or something? Yeah. I like him better like that. Have no. a look at Scary Bungle. I've, Zippy doesn't like him. You yeah, can see too that. small for his body's eyes. He the looks like the, the, like the cowardly lion from Wizard of Oz, Bur- <laughs> who's been burned. Who's been gone through the Beetlejuice treatment. Oh, I like yeah. him. No. Oh, no, How no. can you Come like on. that? He's preferable. Oh, that's been nice He looks depressed. I won't bite him round. So he's been up all night crying. Yeah. Look at his eyes. They're all puffed up. Keisha says, do you know there's a Barbara Brand Appreciation Society on Facebook that celebrates your mum, Russell? Good. Nice. Thanks. Um, support that. That's good. Support my mum. Good, isn't it? About time she had some appreciation. Poor woman. Bless her. Mm. Hello, Russell, Matt and G. I've been listening to you for nine years, and I'm finally beginning to think there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> no. We both used to listen to you at uni, me and my mate Sam, and even emailed a cry for help when we found ourselves on a disastrous holiday back in 2007. Unfortunately, because we were on holiday, we never heard that week's show and still wonder to this day if it was ever read out. It may have been. I enjoyed listening to The Return of Paul McKenna a couple of weeks ago. I wonder if you've ever tried working out what your Enneagram personality was. I was introduced to it via my therapist, Daniel Hill. He's a brilliant therapist and hypnotherapist and Smith's fan. The Enneagram is based on nine personalities that have been around for thousands of years, but any system of categorisation is somewhat arbitrary. It's not as if there is an essential system. This isn't the archetype thing, is it? Yeah. One, the reformer. Two, the helper. Three, the achiever. Four, the individualist. Five, the investigator. Six, the loyalist. Seven, the enthusiast. And are you a combination of them or you have to choose one? You're predominantly one personality and you have a wing, which is the number either side of your personality. For example, if you were a four, you're a wing would be either three or five. I'm a four five. My therapist believes Russell is a seven six, the enthusiast, the loyalist, and Morrissey is either a four what? or five. Matt is not allowed to be on the list because he's a disgrace and most <laughs> likely was involved in feeding a farmer's fingers to a pig as a boy. Here's a link to Daniel's website if you'd like to talk to him and explain more about your Enneagram. All right. I want to do that. We want to find out who we are. What are we? Who made us? Who made us? That's just one of the questions we'll be answering <laughs> over the course of this podcast. Podcast. Wow. That's the wow. deepest that, Freudian yeah. slip in history, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? A podcast holocaust. Mm. Yeah, a podcast holocaust. Over this podcast. Apocalyptic <laughs> podcast. That's deep. 
Well, this is a bit like well, there you go. There's something is as Wim Hof would have you understand. There's something in your consciousness that is not being authored by you. Can you we can follow up that? on some of these bloody things? We do this every week, and then next week it's like yeah. some so mad let's all go to Amsterdam, and nothing ever gets. You jump in a lake, finished. and me and Matt will hang like out. It is a mad sitcom. It is a mad sitcom. I want. That's I want to learn that Wim Hof stuff. Well, there was this poor Irishman who had strength training. Irishman who have a sunbed. No, a spray tan. Why don't you get you it? never get these things. It's your fault because you're lazy and you won't ever I'm get nothing done. I'm not lazy. When you get in a snip. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's... I that's number one on the list. It's your own fault. An all-natural treatment for women looking to rejuvenate the, uh, t- and tighten their vagina is giving doctors serious cause for concern. Oh, that sandwich oh. is giving all of yeah. us serious cause for concern. What's wrong with that? Do you not like the old piggy winky? Oh. Sometimes. I wonder how all that... Oh. Can we um, edit out all the eating noises? It probably won't be Forms when a wasp lays eggs in a tree's leaf buds. What? Do- a Canadian gynaecologist called Dr. Gunter says that... Gunter. Dr. Gunter. Gunter. Dr. Gunter. I'm Dr. Gunter, and I know my job. We get a paste, see, from the wasp's nest, and then you spread the paste on and snap. <laughs> It'll be tight as a mouse. Well, thank you, Doctor. Good day. Good day. <laughs> no, no, no. The door is locked. Dr. Gunter always finishes what he starts. That would be the sort of thing that we get up to in life. This product follows the same dangerous pathway as other traditional vaginal practices. You shouldn't have a dangerous pathway. That shouldn't be the route we're walking, should it, when we're treating our vaginas? The Etsy retailer in question claimed that oak galls could improve sex lives but warns the paste will hurt. Dr Gunter countered, none of these claims are backed by science. Here's a pro tip. If something burns when you apply it to the vagina, it's generally bad for the vagina. Thank God people I used to sleep with didn't know that in advance. Otherwise, the statistics would have been far, far lower. But I'm offering a better person. Well, that seems to, in my mind, I call that a good day's work well done. We've gone on and on and on about a pig eating a human's genitals, a man who actually died, so it's actually a tragedy rather than a humorous tale. Matt Morgan has still not successfully posted a single Instagram post because he wants, he says he doesn't yeah. want Neil to be in charge of it. And what happened is it nothing will happen. Because you won't get a vasectomy, you won't get something, you won't go to Wim Hof. free shoes. (laughs) Free shoes is what's motivating you through life. Matt is a man walking through life barefoot, hoping that one day some free shoes will appear on the pathway. You've been listening to the Russell Brand Podcast. If you liked it... There's You're probably mad. something very wrong. something wrong with you. Very wrong. Get, wrong go to a doctor. Here. Go and see Dr. Gunter and get stung to tight. It can't last forever. It cannot yeah. last. <laughs> Bye. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you can do all your favourite things, well, super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet and TikTok. <gasps> speedy. Sky Broadband Super Fast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fibre areas only, speeds vary by location. Average download speed, 59 megabits per second. Speed measured to hub, must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund, claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand Radio X. This is Russell Brand on Radio X. There's a lot of scary things happening in the world, but nonetheless, we're going to remain optimistic, upbeat, powerful, truthful, joyful. We will find a way through this chaos. We'll ride our way right out of it. Why? Among other things, it's Father's Day today. In the studio with me, 
looking more like a white supremacist than any man could <laughs> without actually taking on their belief system. It's Matt Morgan, bearded, yeah. shaven, head, black cap, backwards, they don't have dark beards. shades. Don't they, the white supremacists? Sort of, aren't they fully shaved? Not yeah, but, fully, I no, mean. Fully. <laughs> yeah, God knows what they do to their genitalia like, in the name of white supremacy. Um, but don't you think... Uh, it, was a, it was a bold choice. I'm talking about the survivalist ones in the Deep South, Matt. Yes, Those that's, ones. that's who I... I took a picture of them into the hairdressers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like this, please. This or Rachel from Friends. <laughs> I want to be a white supremacist or a Rachel. No, it was hot and I thought... I might as well just shave my head because I was going yeah. to the barbers and then you, when you do it you look at yourself and you think oh god oh you've actually got a hat on it you, is that the hat of, yeah, well, look, of solemn it. regret it is a, a bit really because without it whoa that's severe Matt what you've it's done there it's pretty harsh isn't it yeah. you're scaring beautiful me, though you're a good looking man scaring G yeah, it's scaring me G's well, here I've as moved well moved to the other side of the studio exactly yeah. some sort of apartheid <laughs> going on yeah. out of simple respect for G's ethnicity Matt's on the other side of Radio X City uh, we're on Facebook Live. This just did. If you want to look at us, and indeed Matt Morgan, if you want to see what the future of racist <laughs> politics looks like, is in the studio oh, with us. That. No, no, you're I not. thought when I was getting dressed, I great, thought, right, right, I need to, like, go, but I didn't have anything, like a pink shirt or a Bob Marley T-shirt or something. Something that indicated. Matt, you just got to own it. Like, you got to do, like, a Stone Cold Steve Austin look. Just own it. Just But then it. I'll look really but racist No, you I won't. No, you won't. It's in, right, well, gee, I see you're here. You're piping up. Can I, what's going on? So, any, no poems that need writing? Yeah, there was a poem that needs writing, but you've only just walked into the studio, so we, we, the, me and Matt were here getting ready to do the show yeah, without G you. G looked so well, scared about I was doing frightened. the opening link, and when I arrived, he nearly fell off his You'd chair. You'd have been all right. You'd have uh, been all right. You do radio. I used to listen to stuff you did on Radio 4, those poetry radio shows. Yeah, but that's... that's. I've listened to you on prison radio. Yeah, but again, that's... Not on prison radio. I've never been to... Two prison. different demographics Only of, briefly. of listener. Yeah. yeah, that's one extreme. That there's a, there's a small crossover there. Also in the studio with us, Neil, Gareth and Jenny. For this, what we're calling the Radio X Father's Day Spectacular. If you heard the show uh, last week, you'll know that uh, there were several things to follow up on. Well, one, like Andy Peters, a lot of people are intrigued to know why we want to talk to Andy Peters, probably some of the younger listeners, if, if, if they've not already abandoned the project, will wonder who Andy Peters is. Andy Peters used to be on children's TV when we were all growing up, and he was sort of in a thing called the broom cupboard, which I think, thinking about what I know now about children's television presenters, might have been uh, an appropriate place, uh, or a closet of some description. And like, uh, and it, like uh, so Andy Peters... He, when I met him some years later, he was buff enough. He looked like Marky Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Like, he was incredibly muscular. So he's coming on the show, but to talk a lot about production and life, whatever we want. Whatever we want to talk to him about. We can talk to him about life if we want. Yeah, we'll be talking about life with Andy <laughs> Peters. Googling. How was your uh, first Father's Day? I liked it so far. Laura, my girlfriend and mother of our little uh, child, she made, like, this video of highlights of... And I saw myself repackaged as a father. I thought, oh, my God, I'm a different person. Highlight reel of you as a father. Very good reel. Ten seconds. <laughs> Lots of swinging doors. Give us some milk. Where's <laughs> <laughs> my earplugs? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm enjoying Father's Day so far. Yeah, I use them all the time. I only just took them out just now. I wear them basically all the time because it gives me a bit of a distance from what I consider to be a jagged and forbidding external world. Not that I don't love the relentless uh, beauty that cradles all oh, manifest reality, but I do like a bit of distance from it. You know, like, if you've got earplugs in, people are chatting to you, and you're just like... Pfft. 
you can say what you like. I can't. Ba- I basically can't hear you. But when you answer back, you're shouting. Do I? Well, you must be. Uh, your poor driver. Yeah, no, he can't be having a good time of it. I mean, he's not my driver, is he? I mean, let's face it, you can't have a personal pronoun over a human being who works for you for an hour a week. That's <laughs> <laughs> essentially a, a, a taxi ride. But, uh, Taz, if you are listening, respect, love, and no, I didn't hear you. <laughs> so, uh, coming up on the show, Andy Peters and a man called Wim Hof who's going to help us to ignore the symptoms of our own body. He's a man who can plunge himself into sub-zero temperatures uh, and has achieved mastery of his own immune system, something that, you know, there's been times in my life where I would have loved to have had. You, uh, you were interested in this guy, Wim Hof? Gee, you heard of him before? Yeah, I heard of him before. As, um, as again, I, I, I never understand why people put themselves through such extremes. Um, oh, I, I've done that whole... Hedonist. Hot, that whole, yes, <laughs> I do. I, I like comfort and I like pleasure. I yeah, just, I know you, know, you do. You just, right? Basically, your life is a tube of Freddo frogs down your gullet. That's that's what you're in trying to... In the sunshine. To, in the sunshine, <laughs> yeah. That's, like listening to what acid jazz, I don't know what would be going on. Uh, right, so Wim Hof, he's going to teach us to conquer our immune systems. Andy Peters, it's going to be a broad discussion of our life. I can't remember <laughs> the origin of the idea, but primarily I think it's important. Remember we spoke to that psychiatrist lady last week and she, she told us good. we bring chaotic love and joy. What was she called? Kelly? Emma Kenny. Emma Kenny. I, I remember the sound. K- yeah. That, that, that made it across. Both Matt and G have got sunglasses on. Why are you wearing sunglasses? Did, what happened to Guns N' Roses last night? Um, oh, it's just too bright with that. We're, yeah. We're all sunny. Yeah, you turn off that light, actually. That one that um, bugs me. No, I had, a, I had a few drinks. I know I said I was going to do six months. No one can ever do six months. Not without a programme. Not about one day at a time. I did Absence it without a programme. Program. Just for sheer stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was brilliant last night at yeah? West Ham's. Yeah, the Olympic news. Stadium. What was it like there? Um, what do you mean? The atmosphere was the atmosphere like oh, better than when West Ham played. <laughs> what was, True you, support it was. What, <laughs> <laughs> on, what was Guns N' Roses like to enjoy it? It's amazing, honestly. Yeah, I thought it might be <clears throat> like a sort of like I was saying to the guys before you got here. Yeah. Uh, when you go and see like Sex Pistols in two thousand and five, and you sort of think it's a bit of a plod through. You know, it's a bit sort of. It yeah. feels like a nostalgic Retro. reference yeah, to something else as yeah. opposed to the essential thing But this, itself. actually, because I went to see him in 92 when I was 14 yeah. and it had the same energy to it. It was it's a good show. Yeah? Yeah, it was good. But maybe the Sex Pistols for you would always be nostalgic because of your age, whereas Guns N' Roses, you can tune directly into your original sure, yeah. experience of Guns N' Roses. What, like, what's that, what's Axl Rose look like and act like? Well, he's got a bit older. He doesn't act as mad as he used to. Because he used to be a manic, strutting, screeching I've man. Got a journey, he wouldn't turn up for hours. And, oh, you just yeah. like to keep people waiting, but, keep yeah. people like... Always admired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, I'm very much the Axel slash Rose, to your Axel. You, yeah, you are very much the Yeah, I'm the Axel, you're the slash, and uh, that's not only in reference to those two handles. You know, like what I like about Axel Rose is he used to make uh, people that drove him drive him. Like, if someone was driving him to, say, for example, the Olympic Stadium, he'd make that person drive there first then come back and get him so that the person wouldn't be able to go, oh, I don't know where the door is, or there's a traffic light there, I'm baffled. Old Axel, yeah. That's that's why he was always late. 
because people had to do a little recce. <laughs> yeah. Where's your driver? He's, he's at the venue. Where's <laughs> Axel? Still at home. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> this is a ridiculous system. Are you all right in Feng Shui Corner, Matt, where I've put yeah, you? Yeah, I like my new position. It's all right. It, it does look it's nice. G's on one side. Now, like, we've changed the Feng Shui of, this, of the setup of the studio. If you want to get in touch with us and discuss that or anything, you can text us on 83936 or you can tweet us at Rusty Rockets or you can tweet uh, at Radio X. We'll be watching both of those. You can email if you want to. People don't really generally do that anymore, though, we've discovered. Do they? Right, don't bother. Oh, no, they do. You might. All right. We, if you do, if you send an email to russell at radiox.co.uk, you'll get right through and you'll be able to probably express your innermost feelings. We're happy to talk to you if you're t- t- uh, suffering from anxiety, depression. A lot of people reach out to me and say that this radio show helps them either to get away from anxiety or actually just makes it a bit worse. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you get both extremes. It's easier to turn off if it's, if it's That's right. If it's making you anxious, yeah. Trapped in a lift. Something else. Listen something. to Keris. That's what I'd recommend. If this is, oh, I want to listen to more music. Yeah, Keris. She's brilliant. She, and I want to listen to her, the mellifluous voice of a Welsh woman. It's all over the front page. She give me the Irish. Page. Page. No, it's not That's all over the front page. That's Wogan you're doing. Rusty Rockets. <laughs> Happy Father's Day to Russ, Matt and G for his poems are his children. That's oh. from Curious British Telly. Your poems Curious, are your children. Curious British that's a, oh, that's a handle. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Why are you wearing sunglasses? You don't even drink or take drugs. What, what it was was that I, I don't thought take drugs. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I it's thought I was going to be doing the show by myself, and I just got paranoid that the cameras and everything. I just, I just so you wanted scared. to look indifferent. Well, yeah, I want to look really cool. But like yours on is yeah. much better with sunglasses. Huh? I don't think so. Is it? No, I like to be connected. I like to be connected. You put earplugs in. Yeah, but not not when I'm doing entertainment. That's just in real life. <laughs> <laughs> not when I'm trying to... Uh, not when I'm doing uh, entertainment for people. All right, so there's a lot of stuff there. You know how to contact us if you want to. Someone else has. Laughter does help with anxiety, says Nephilian. Thank you very much. It does, actually. That's uh, I mean, I spoke to a linguistics and communicative expert. She told me that language precedes... Uh, uh, laughter precedes language by millennia and the communica- right. communicative essence that's in laughter... It's more potent. It doesn't just express humour. There's a lot of anxiety Fear, and depression. You start talking about it, everyone's, everyone's got, it. got it. Everyone's got it. But they didn't have it in the war. No, they were focused, weren't they? Then you could no. Yeah, they say that. No, like uh, yeah. Well, there's this famous study. There's studies of like uh, survivors of the Holocaust. Like that, you can't just sit around going, "Oh, what's the point?" It's like, well, we better bloody put ourselves together with an existential threat from mad idealists. Yeah. But, in a, you know, this, perhaps that's something that we can learn from in these times. But also, can we learn something from this? Young children believe fish fingers are made of chicken. In a poll for Healthy Eating Week, the British Nutrition Foundation questioned 5,000 kids about certain foods, and, they, and one in five believe that fish fingers are made from chicken. I can understand that. That's, how can they think that? Because, in a way, food, meat particularly, is packaged and presented to be abstracted from the source material to the point where they have no relationship. Like, like if Captain Birdseye went, look at this fish finger, and had all eyes and fins and goop and scales sort of <laughs> leaking out of it, only the best for the captain's <laughs> table, Arr! they wouldn't want it. And, like, same with chicken. Like, I've got a chicken in my garden. It's got one of the Sophies, because there's two that are called the Sophies. Um, where the <laughs> sex offender roosters have been at it and at it and at it, doing what they call treading, but I call yes. filth. Like, they've gashed her back, and her back is raw. For, like, all the feathers are pulled out, and then there's a cut in it, and it looks like a chicken in a supermarket, you know? And you think, oh, right, oh my you can God, see skin. this living creature is only a little sidestep away from being that thing. Mm. We've had to spray it with a purple spray. Purple <laughs> spray. When, I, when Cohen got old enough to go, 
why is chicken called chicken? And you think, oh, wow. Oh. And you go, because it's made from chickens. What? Like, what? No. <laughs> he laughed. He oh. thought it was hilarious. And I went through all, he was like, What's bacon? I said, it's part of a pig. And he went, <laughs> 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 he liked that it. That little savage, he didn't go, but daddy, that's like the pigs in the cartoons. Yeah, he didn't have, he didn't have, he I didn't thought have... he'd go, you know, like, I thought, well, he's never going to eat, how are we going to get him to eat chicken again? He didn't really care. He loved it, he wolfed it down. <laughs> You'll have to have that chat with little Mabel at some point. I will do. Are you going to make her be a vegetarian? It's not make her be a vegetarian, it'll be making her eat meat. Anything will be making, who's to say that neutral is eating meat? Who decides what neutral is? Who decides what the baseline reality is? So you're going oh, to make her a vegetarian. I'm going to say to her, listen, here are your options. You are a human being. You are temporarily occupying this material machine for, could be 80 to 100 years if you're lucky. Some human beings think it's okay to eat meat. Some human beings think it's okay to be vegan. They're hardcore. Some of them respect to them. when you're saying this to her. I oh, know. It's going to be tricky. Uh, some people go vegetarian. Also, I'm going to say sexuality. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to discuss, kid. A lot of stuff. But you can come to old dad. She'll be like, He'll I just want a fruit. fish finger. When he's going to shut up. <laughs> chicken <laughs> flavoured fish finger. we don't have any chicken in. Okay, so now it's time for a little thing. We've been we've been working on this as a team. Now, it, to the untrained ear, it will sound like adverts, but for those of you that have studied postmodernism and art, you'll recognise that embedded deep within, I don't know, car insurance or join the army or whatever it is, <laughs> there's a secret message from us, and it's a message of love. It's the adverts, guys. Radio Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, there they are. So it's up to you, isn't it? Really, what you do with your money? Do you <laughs> do what you like? You're an adult. <laughs> if you're not an adult, don't do what you like with your money. Um, right now, hold on. What I'm talking about here? JME, because JME wore a Truce T-shirt when he met Jeremy Corbyn. And uh, I didn't know much about grime, and I still don't know much about grime. I know as much about grime as a man who's watched several YouTube videos about grime and people doing grime. In a YouTube video, JME, for example, and I say this, I like him. No, he's, he's brilliant, man. He's brilliant. He's brilliant, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he came, he came, there was a poetry night um, called Box Party. This is JME? And, yeah, JME, and he came down to it, like, mm. about, about a year ago. Well, I've been I've texting him now. I'm f- trying to be friends with him. Grime's an interesting art form. Why? Because they've appropriated hip-hop and said, right, don't try and make it West Coast or American. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, it's urban English It, 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 art it validated the, the English MC or the, or the UK MC. It validated the UK Is MC. Is that the guy that Corbyn met? Because he met yeah. a few yeah. grime artists, didn't he? I don't know. The only one I know is the one that wore my T-shirt, and that's JME, and that's who I like. Because he JME. wore your T-shirt. That was the starting point of me liking him. But then I watched some of his videos, and I liked them, and I left him an answer phone message, and I done grime down it. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> a little sample. Like, uh, that's not me. This is RB. That's not me. Oh, and God. I goes, you're going to oh, love it. And then I take <laughs> you and I goes, I've left you a message, and you're going to love this. Uh, and he hasn't got back to you? Not yet, Matt, but I'm very confident that any any minute now, where's my phone? Let me check you my phone. Do your full down the loop. Half past two uncool. in the morning. <laughs> Why did you do that? I felt like it, and I thought, I don't, that's not me. I like that, because I was watching his music, and I liked it. I thought, I'm going to do that, Danny's answer phone. He'll love this. Wow. Yeah, you've got to do a single <laughs> with him. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. Tinchy Strider did a single with the Chuckle Brothers. I like the way Don't G- make that <laughs> reference. I'm not Chuckle Brothers with Tinchy Strider. I'm, That's uh... just to give you hope, Russell, that this could happen. You're in there. You're in there. 
I dreamt about the Chuckle Brothers again. Why do they keep coming into my dreams? <laughs> what do they want from me in there in my unconscious mind? Why are the Chuckle Brothers reaching deep Was into... Is it a disturbing dream or a sort of loving dream? Very loving, Matt. Were they carrying you? Carrying me through life to, to the future. <laughs> saying, well, don't worry, we've been here and it's safe ahead for you. And chuckle, chuckle vision, chuckle vision, chuckle, chuckle vision. I like the older chuckle, the unspoken chuckle. That's the one I like. He's like Zippo Marks, you know, yeah. like that one that just goes, Brother, then, no scrouching, whatever it's called. No slouching, no slacking. That's it. Was Chuckle Brothers on BBC or was it ITV? BBC, mate, come on. Well, Andy Peters might have the inside track on it. Of course he will. And that's one of the questions and one of the reasons why Andy Peters and I will be plunging in deep into our unconscious minds and trying to understand the true language of myth. With Andy Peters. A new item I call the true language of myth <laughs> with Andy Peters. How are you in Feng Shui Corner, Matt? Have you I got like anything it. to report? Like Did you meet place. Guns N' Roses? Did you go back and talk to them? Did so, you touch Slash? I am. Oh, I went... I, I'll tell you what. There's a lady called Gemma. Gemma. Gemma Turner. Yep. Who works at that stadium. Yep. Sorted me out. Lovely. Like... Bit of a VIP lounge, food, drink. You had a lounge, did you? Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? So that was... But I didn't meet anyone. Apparently Noel Fielding was there. Oh, And I texted nice. him and I said, guns and effing roses. And I got a reply, simply, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Because his outgoing answer phone message used to be, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm in the field with Arnold. That was his outgoing answer phone right, message. Right. So now, but when you ask him... Guns and Effing Roses, he just says yes. Well, I, it wasn't even a question. It was just, uh, Noel Gallagher was there. No feeling. Oh. Here's Poggy Nose. He says this. Russ, if you can do grime as well as your cover of When I'm 64 from the old days, that's a new UK number one, baby. Oh, You're right, Poggy Nose. Oh. My version of When I'm 64. How can we up that cringe <laughs> by adding a grime section? That's right, and that is what we're going to be doing. Can Russell. Give us a little bit of that, because there was a... You are a good singer, aren't you? That's right. I am. <laughs> but like, but then... What, that, do you want when I'm 64 again? Yeah, it was a, a sort of choice to do it as ethereal, sort of... <laughs> My little mimsy by the window <laughs> And the cobwebs grow like on the morning grass okay. now, All, on all the it needs is 140 beats per minute and you're very... oh, I'm really longing to do my grime track with JME. I'm going to ask him about it. I always say ask, which is lucky, because that's I think is going to help me to fit into the grime community rather well. OK, now, I've always wondered, how, oh, how does one conquer the innermost secrets of consciousness? How, oh, how do we overcome the limitations of anatomy and the illusion of self? Why talk to me, a man called Russ, whose ego is, let's face it, on the larger side of things, when we could talk to Wim Hof, nicknamed the Iceman, a man who can withstand extreme cold using breathing techniques? Wim, are you there, mate? Yes, I'm there. Hi, Russell. Wim, I'm really grateful that you've come on. I've watched some of your documentaries. I've seen how using your mind you can conquer what we understand to be the limits of our body. How does this work? How can you plunge yourself into ice-cold temperatures and ignore it? How can that be done? Yeah, it actually is a natural ability of ours to be able to withstand cold, like extreme cold. We are uh, able, with our brain, with our mind, thus, to control the adrenaline. Mm. The adrenaline, dopamine, uh, endorphins, while being under stress. And you know what? After uh, 26 of those world records I did in the extreme cold, 
I'm into brain studies together with uh, professors from universities to to tackle the things uh, uh, we uh, uh, think are not uh, solvable, like depression and anxiety and fear. And I, I found out that we are not only able to take on the stress of the cold, but uh, 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 stress in general. And stress in general, depression is stress in general. Mm. And uh, stress, uh, uh, you know, d during the day, the pressure of life. And, and uh, 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 we have no control over the mind. The cold has mm. learned, taught me how to deal with the mind, the innate power uh, uh, of the mind. And uh, yeah, that, that, uh, so I went to the cold, but now I'm able, because the, uh, nature has the wisdom. Uh, in society, it is not there, but nature has it. It has the answers. And now we have come up with the studies in, uh, in the U.S. on the brain, and it shows that we are able to get into areas of the brain now, uh, mm. which was uh, a thought of not possible for humans to get into. I like this, Wim. So, Wim, I've got a few questions. One is, where are you right now? Because it sounds like you're it sounds like you're fighting the cold even as we speak. Are you now somewhere plunged deep within a, a snowdrift or perched upon an iceberg? And also, is this comparable to what uh, the Buddha said, that Buddhahood is achievable by all? All of us can transcend our material consciousness. All of us can overcome our desire and our fear and achieve a state of consciousness that could be described as samadhi, nirvana, liberation is that do you think there's a connection between what you're doing and uh, and spiritual enlightenment as in a way is conquering the impulses conquering the instincts yeah that's a that's a great uh, uh, introduction uh, yes Don't tell so thanks Samadhi actually yeah you got it yeah, Samadhi actually is the uh, stopping of the modifications of the brain now, mm. the cold learns you to go directly into the feeling. Do you think you could teach anyone, Wim Hof, even people like that are very indulgent, greedy people that would rather eat Freddo frogs <laughs> than perhaps yeah. face up to the realities yeah. of life in I Britain? I so, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Let's keep it simple and just do it. I do this all the time. So what do you like? So is it a meditative state? Is it, you concentrate on your breathing. Talk us through it. You because I've watched one of the documentaries and you take a couple of journalists and reporters and you talk them through it and you plunge them right into the, some cold canals in Amsterdam, then take them to some cold pond elsewhere, I suppose in Scandinavia or something. And through teaching them breathing technique, one that I could do if look at me gasping just to speak, like um, the, through teaching them this breathing technique, you you can cut off the impulse like isn't that that you know do you think then we're overtuned that we get cold too quick like oh no i'm cold i must go in when really we should be able to go no i am scented <laughs> yeah that's the right way yeah that actually reflects the, the our mind our modern mind but you know what if you go into the cold i know how to prepare people to go into the cold you know extreme cold water ice water is like you are not going to think about picnic or about your mortgage or your mm. car or your woman. You, you're just there. And that's what you le learn. You learn to be there beyond the mind in the deeper parts of the brain. Mm. And that is the, uh, that, that, that is the fruit of many years of meditation to go in the deeper parts of the brain. But Wim, 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 what's, 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 wrong, what's wrong with a hot bath? Oh, I love hot bath. Hey. 
Uh, you know, the, 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 the range of sensations between ice water and a hot bath. Yeah, but you'd have a hot, proper hot like bath, wouldn't you? A bit scalding hot, piping hot bath that turns all, like, turn, get you a little blue blister like a nan. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> but I, 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 love, I love heat. Do you like it? Then, you like uh, extremes. I suppose. Now you said a thing a minute ago about society and civilization. That society and civilization have lost wisdom. I, I read this quote by that fella Osho. He said, "What is society? Society is only a clearing in the forest." Meaning that you know, even civilizations that are thousands of years old, in the context of the millions and millions of years that this planet's been around, even that is a, is irrelevant. So you think there is wisdom in nature, and nature is not just an external thing: trees, stars, planets. But it's an internal thing, our own consciousness, our own anatomy. And you think through meditative techniques, you can achieve a kind of alignment with this inner nature, and in it there is a great strength, superior to the kind of strengths that are offered by society, Wim. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love the way you explain things. Thanks. Uh, 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 what Usher says, uh, yeah, the, uh, the simplicity, we are, we are born perfect. We are perfect beings. And then we get schooled with all kinds of unnecessary knowledge. And then we have to abide to all kinds of rules and morals and ethics that are leading up to what? A system, a healthy system. And then a, a, a healthy system doesn't necessarily meet a healthy people. Hmm. But they don't care. The system doesn't care. As long as it is healthy economy and all that, and everybody is serving and abiding to those rules, and we got our minds full of it, then we lose the touch with nature. You're a deep yogi. You're a deep swami. You've become a swami through your meditative practices, so you've not only learned mastery over your body, and I've seen in your documentary how you were infected with various bacteria and virus, and you were able to command your immune system. So these meditative techniques have given you control over your anatomy, your inner systems, but have also helped you to recognise that external systems under which we, in your words, under which we abide, are themselves erroneous, illusory, fallacious and untrue systems. Absolutely, that's a very poetical way of putting it. But you're, do you want to go out of me? <laughs> you're nailing the best. I'm uh, living. Uh, I'm right here in the, in the Netherlands now. You can't say right and, here uh, in the Netherlands as if it's not the obscurest place. We're in London, sir. London, not the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Are you in Amsterdam or are you in some weird community in a cold, cold, chilly bath? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah the last one. Yeah. Amsterdam, I lived uh, for 35 years in Amsterdam and London. I was there a month ago or two months ago. I loved it. Uh, you know, I love the uh, city, but I love nature too. The what do you love about the city? Of the human. Oh, it's, city. it's the human nature. Mm. Right, so it, culture it's is a reflection. It's overindulgent. It is overindulgent. Hey. Yes, it's just too much, and people don't know how to stop. Wim, have you taken a lot of mind-bending drugs, such as ayahuasca and DMT, things like that? No, no, no. Yeah, I, they, yeah, uh, my daughter wanted to take DMT. I, I think, um, yeah, because it, it seems like 
to, as you say, with the cold, through breathing techniques and meditation, one can overcome. I'm very bad at overcoming those impulses. I mean, I've like uh, been a drug addict for a long time. I'm clean now. But for me, I think addiction is partly an inability to sit with your own feelings. Like if you feel remorseful or sad or sorrowful, you think, oh, God, I can't feel like this. I better have a bar of chocolate or take some drugs or something. Instead of being able to go, this feeling will pass. This feeling is only temporary. I am not this exactly. feeling. I'm a witness. Mm. Yes, I think uh, you had a, a deep sense of something is missing here. I want to uh, open it up. That, uh, and as society didn't taught you how to get to those deeper uh, connection within, mm. you, you had to take those triggers. But right now you're doing a great job. Because oh, a lot of people... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you once on TV. I thought... Hey, yeah, that, that's a that's a nice fella. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's going yeah, on the poster. Yeah, Wim Hof, that's a nice good. fella. Thanks. Yeah, Wim. yeah, nice fella. He's yeah, strong, good in what he is, and he is uh, uh, controversial. He's very creative and therefore colourful, and that is what we miss in society. Thanks, Wim Hof. You're so. brilliant. I think my my um, friend here, Matt Morgan, may have a question because he's usually trying to conquer. What is it? I mean, you've got Wim Hof on the phone. We've got a proper what seems to me like a contemporary yogi, a man who has mastered the inner and outer worlds through ancient techniques. Okay, this is what I'd like to know because it sounds like you're saying you're not a passenger in your body. You can control your body and your consciousness, right? What can you do yes. quickly without having to do thirty years of meditation? What could you just like? What's something that you could teach us now? Mm. Like, uh, well, I'm going to learn those techniques. I'm going to learn some of those techniques. Why don't we go and visit Wim? How like so? Like, it's funny because your name is describing what I'm acting on now. Let's uh, let, well, w let's whimsically go and visit Amsterdam, and we'll go and see um, Wim Hof. I think that'd be a great deal. Yeah, of but then we'd have to go in some cold water. So and what? Go, it yeah, won't be bad. I'm fine. So what? Our winkies will shrivel up. Who cares? Who needs them anyway? We're in relationships. I'm going to flip mine off. <laughs> also, I want to say, yeah. there must be a cut-off point where the water's so cold that it's going to, you're going to die. What about, yeah, what about, yeah, but go on, Wim. Is that, because surely some of those signals of discomfort are actually functional and survival techniques, no? Oh, yes. But then it w is way past the, uh, the refound connection with the brain body. So wow. I'll teach people in four days to get the brain body connection in a way that they are able to fight off uh, uh, bacteria, virus, and uh, anything that oh, creates. That'll help, Matt, because Matt's day, my I can do Four, days. That's four days is easy. Come on, why don't we go? We'll go with our families. We'll go to Amsterdam. We'll become yogic masters with Wim Hof. Amsterdam. That place where he lives, weird land. We, we'll go to Wim Hof's cold world of yogic wonder. We'll learn his techniques. We'll make a damn fine documentary about it. We'll broadcast it to the world. We'll yes. use these tools to bring yes. about a changing consciousness, global consciousness, yes. and finally give people what they need, a connection to what's real. Yes. I want to see his heating yes, bill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Indeed. That, that's, we are warriors of the light. We are warriors... <laughs> Uh, of not having oh, it. <laughs> glory, glory, <laughs> Wim, we can do it. We have limitless power within us and we've been cowed too long. We've been bought low by the sister. We've been bought low by the man. But we will reconnect to the great glory that is our birthright. Isn't it, Wim? Uh, lovely. It, 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 it sounds like <laughs> oh, the speech God. of Henry V. 
Yes. The breach. Okay. Yes, yes. Get a room. And gentlemen in England now are better will think themselves a curse they were not here while any speaks that sat with us in Wim's cold bathtub <laughs> near Holland. Any adverts to listen yeah. to? Yeah. Wim, that was wicked. Yes, Wim, I've got to go because we've got we've got to bend down, we've got to bend down like lowly curs and take one from the commercial world because it's a commercial radio station and that's the uh, that is the environment that we live in. Wim, can I get your uh, email and uh, like I'll communicate with you because we, we want to come over there and have a holiday and annoy you and bludgeon the others when most me and you welcome. wicked got it. Wim. Most 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 welcome. Wow. There it is, Wim Hof with the voice of God. <laughs> Thank you, Wim. You together, powerful man. So much stronger. With Together We Are Powerful, Together We Are Invincible. Nice one, Wim Hof there. Wow. Lots of love to the great... Uh, he's a master, isn't he? That's Wim Hof. See you, mate. Ta-ta. He's right, though. Imagine you were his wife and you were like... I am imagining I'm his wife. <laughs> <laughs> can, you put, can we put the heating on? And he's just like... You are weak. <laughs> You've done the four-day course. <laughs> Honestly, we're... Well, just, just put the cardigan on. <laughs> Please, I like to keep it at 22. you touch the knob. <laughs> Who has put this up? 18. <laughs> I've told you. Open those windows. Please. You need to meditate. I'm really cold, Wim. <laughs> <laughs> but Wim, it's December. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when Bradley Advert was born, he had a dream, and he pursued that dream into the gates of hell. Russell Brand Radio X. That's a hell of an identity we've got. No, oh, no, I've got Apple in my teeth. <laughs> Matt, try, stop trying to make experts distill things into five seconds. If this I man's dedicated to. his life, have a look at Wim Hof on the internet. Look at him. He's a yogi. He's sat in the snow. And but, you want to distill uh, things oh, no, down it'd be ten good seconds. If these That's people the problem. could just go, all right, here's one thing you could do, and it'll take ten seconds. Yeah, like, hold is. your breath Crack. for ten seconds. Then, you know, like, give us something. All he did was, uh, yeah, when I asked him to sum it up quick, he just <laughs> swore. That's right. <laughs> and I know how he feels. Now, we've got a series of tweets here from people, and out of sheer love and respect for you all, I'm going to read them out. Russ, Matt G, has anyone told Matt he looks an awful lot like Tom Hardy at the moment? You do look like Tom Hardy. You know what? I didn't want to bring this up, right? <coughs> because I thought it was big-headed. Come and on. also people would go, no, you don't. Go on, then. Like what are you going to bring up? I was, when I was at Noel's party... Noel's house party? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crinkly Bottom. <laughs> yeah. Two people f- said, called me Tom. Two people thought yeah. you were Tom Hardy. They and just I, cheered, I said, who do you think I am? And they said, Tom Hardy. Oh. I went, I'm not... But I'm not Tom Hardy. Most wet myself. I tell you something. Let's see if we can cash in on this. Let's parade you around as Tom Hardy. He does things like reads children's television stories, doesn't he? So let's does, parade yeah. you around as Tom Hardy. Can you do that voice? Oh, Batman, I'm in a foul mood with you. Fine, yeah. How does that go? Oh, I'm ever so Batman. I'm Bane. Oh, Batman, I'm in a furious temper. That's not Isn't it. Isn't he? Oh, Batman. <laughs> Oh, Batman, <laughs> give us a cuddle, darling. Oh, 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 now tell you something. Man, it's a little like that. It's a bit more grandiose. It's a mad, mad choice. I know. And I think that's to re-record mouth. all the dialogue. He might as well have not bothered. His mouth won't move anyway. He should have just stood there. They were all in post. Yeah. Save yourself a bit of time, Tom. Save a bit of time. No, right. but I don't want to be like a sort of... Ugh, Tom Hardy's let himself go, person. Well, lose a few pounds <laughs> and stop shaving your head. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bit of advice, yeah? 
Hey, you boys. I too was at the Guns N' Roses concert, said, says Mr. Ed. It was a fantastic atmosphere. Lots of men drunk and bare-chested. I assume Mafu was in the middle of it all, moon-faced and off his knock. Happy Father's Day. I was far enough from Slash to not develop a moon face. That's that one way that your Tom Hardy career will I don't know why that happened. Is I, if you was, moon I must have had some Slash. sort of allergic reaction on the day that I met him. I think... I'd always wanted a photo of Do you know what that was? Slash. Repressed homosexuality. All your repressed <laughs> homosexuality burst out. My willy up. <laughs> I bet that did too. I bet that was up like a bullfrog's <laughs> neck, all silly and puffy and daft. Big daft see-through translucent gland. And the only way to conquer such a problem <laughs> is with the emery board. Why don't you File text it down. I'll text that. I haven't got his number. What? I oh, deleted you your... one, didn't I? Delete Because I was making number. a new start. I was making a new start. A start where I live alone, a man, an unemployable man. This is from Wim Hof. This is from Wim Hof. Russ- oh, no, it's not. It's James Declan Conroy from the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. Oh, God, here they are. And we're all wondering, what did Matt get for his lunch today? The Matt Morgan Appreciation Society are like One Direction fans. They're out of control. Oh, what did Sorry? Matt have for his dinner? Oh, well, it wasn't lunch, okay? but I was walking here. Don't I- humour them! This is interesting. Go on. I saw a shop called <laughs> Hermann's the German. And I went in there and I had <laughs> breakfast and chips. Breakfast and chips? Oh, it's lovely. From Hermann's the German. Yeah. And if you are Hermann's the German, why not give Matt a free breakfast or a free chip? Just make something. I don't He's even know if it's a one-off free. place or it's a, I don't know, chain. Whether it's is a chain, chain or yeah. whatever it is. And hey, then we I also got another Morgan. salad from pret a on the Oh, way. So stop it. Stop eating those. Hey, listen. Why? <laughs> because uh, you're always at it eating this salad. You're meant Why don't you be a salad. bit more like Wim Hof? You're not Menu. You're meant to be more like Wim Hof. Well, he's a bit like Hermansy German. <laughs> he is a bit. Whoa. I love this picture of him. He looks absolutely beautiful there in the frost. Sat no, I wasn't having a go at him by saying he couldn't sum it up without swearing. came swear across him. like you was having a go, no, mate. I was, honestly, I want to learn that. If you can have control over your mind in four days... Yeah, four days. in your mind. Your all mind. this anxiety, mind. depression. It is, your, it is your interpretation of the exterior world and it's Good gone stuff. wrong there it is that's what you finally finally Matt's bloody re- achieved enlightenment now the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society want to do a big event and I've decided to back this Matt Morgan Appreciation well, Society good luck with I hope you have a nice evening <laughs> <laughs> you young man are going to be there at the centre and I've designed well, to jump out of a cake or something no you're going to have a floral <laughs> gown and a scepter you're going to look absolutely I'd like that actually because that would actually help me get over the social anxiety of being the main be. event you are going to be dressed up, garlanded and wonderful. And there's going to be awards. We're going to have the top ten things Matt's ever said. The top ten Matt oh, moments. let's not make it too much about me. It's the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society event, hosted by our brand. <laughs> <laughs> One of society's great stars. Uh, I was at Guns N' Roses last week. We are going to do that event. I was at um, the MMAs. We're in touch with them. I was at Guns N' Roses last night. It was amazing. I was about as close to you as I feel comfortable with, says Lizzie. Ooh, Lizzie. Matt's a married man. Get a grip, baby. This is from Dylan. The recent news of Peter Salas's passing has made me realise that a surprisingly large number of former radio guests of yours have died. The current death list... How dare you say this, Dylan? <laughs> Peter Salas, Oliver Postgate, Victoria Woods, Cilla Black, Richard Griffiths, Carol Lee Scott, a.k.a. Grotbags, Savile, Roy Skilton, Phillips... Um, Savile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tragedy continues. <laughs> Who's next with a kiss of death? Jeff Conaway, Kaniki, James Whitaker, Royal Correspondent, Roger Lowe Pack published published this or publicised this. It's a list of death. How are we going to get any more won't answer the phone. <laughs> oh, Andy. Uh, if, if you don't answer the phone, you end up dead. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. God. Oh, oh, no. 
This is the there. Grim Reaper, Radio X, bringing you, the icy you. hand it's of you. death. Yeah, yeah, Don't you. you blame me. It's you, it is you. I am not some grim messenger of darkness. If anything, I'm lovely. This is from Juniper Pearl. <laughs> I saw my brother as chickens and was told to put Vicks on the one that was being bullied. So the smell repels bully That's chickens. That's a good idea. Well, actually, we've got purple spray. Oh, what purple is that? Purple spray. That's to make the others not like They them. don't recognise it as blood. It's antiseptic. It does everything. Only want to see you. I mean, they don't recognise it as blood. Because they see that red blood. And the other chickens, oh, they're such them... ravenous buggers that they think, oh, there's weakness in the coop. We must pick <laughs> you to death. And that's what you're like when my confidence is low. You fly at me like a rooster, don't you? You spot sign of weakness like I'm down in the dumps, like I've got a narrow bum bag. And you bring me down. Well, are you happy now? Yeah, I've got a broader bum bag. I was going to mention your new big bum bag. That sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> Look at your new big bum bag. I'm going to put that into one of my lyrics for JME. No, you just, you haven't even zipped it. I was just things tumbling out. This was migraine medicine. This was tickets. What are they? What have you got tickets for? I need tickets. How am I supposed to go to my events without me tixy wicks? What are they for? Football? Uh, football, uh, uh, karate club, uh, <laughs> pottery classes. Uh, uh, what are they? Look, you don't need to know about my little tick wicks. Who's this so one? Howard Smith, your... premium builders. That's one of my builders. In case I need to build myself <laughs> a little tower. <laughs> You've got a business card. I can put me bum bag. Uh, excuse me, mister. Uh, Wim, uh, I thought that conversation went really well, actually. Uh, if you got a business card, I'll just put that in my bum bag. Put it in my bum bag. Uh, it's, just, it's just in there. Easy access, do you know what I mean, if I need it. Uh, thanks, mate. Russell, we told our daughter that lamb was sheep that died of natural causes. Or, as she said, sheep that died on its own. That's from Sleb. Oh. Or Sleb, S-L-E-5. Lamb's quite sad, because they're all under one. Oh, no, man. We've got to all become vegans. We've got to. Why aren't we vegans yet? Hey, Russell, what's that one? Hey, hey Russell, Matt and G, that one that said a description for all of us. So sometimes they they move all sort of these tweets. It's ever so confusing. <laughs> Hi, Russell, Matt and G. Oh, nanny's bum bag. Hi, Russell, Matt and G. Love listening to the podcast. Make my dull job bearable. Oh, I'm sorry you've got to do a job you don't like, mate. That's how I feel when I'm doing this. But what, <laughs> under the New Society, so you'll have, I know, I love my job. Uh, under the New Society, you only have to work a couple of hours a week. Uh, Marx is, uh, did address that, uh, the uh, idea of alienation, that our work would unfulfilling as a result of mass production. So uh, have a little read of Das Kapital. Get back to us on that, mate, and we'll... Uh, or we'll learn some breathing techniques to get through it. Yeah, breathing techniques off Wim Hof. Then even if your job was oh, sitting in a imagine, cold bath, you'd imagine be Imagine that. Like, he he publicises all these breathing techniques that could bring us back to nature, and the powers that be use us, use those powers, making, you know, us mm. do terrible jobs. Right, Sitting that's there. it, powers that be. It's us against you Sitting now. Slavery, but going, one, two, three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, on to the slavery. Uh, right, this is from Aaron from Oxford. Love listening to the podcast, makes my dull job bearable. Same just crossed my mind. You could compare the show to Alice in Wonderland, which Brad Evans, the philosopher who's on uh, Under the Skinner lot, would love, because he says that a book is a perfect analogy from, from breaking out the prison of consciousness that we are given as we are socialised and civilised. Did you notice two consecutive weeks now we've had guests that have come on and said, School teaches you how to be a conformist and uh, breaks your inherent mm. spontaneity and genius. That uh, Kelly Holmes, the psychologist, what was her real name? Emma Kenny. Emma Kenny. Emma yeah. Kenny. She was lovely. Uh, Kelly Holmes, what she an athlete. And then, um, and then uh, Wim Hof said the same thing. So there's something in that, and I think you all sense it because there are icons, signs, and symbols around that are telling us that some ulterior realm is trying to break free. We're seeing the evidence now, the conflagrations that demonstrate corruption, and we're seeing that the real world is trying to emerge. Anyway, I'm not quite ready myself yet because I'm. 
frightened of it all. This is Aaron from Oxford. He says, it's a bit like Alice in Wonderland tea party. Russell's the mad hatter. Good, thanks. I'm the mad one. Matt the March Hare, the funny one. Fair enough, I'll accept it. Ooh. Mr G, the Dormouse, the poetic one. He is poetic. He's, both of them are still wearing their sunglasses, listeners. the pig baby. I'm the only one. Who wants to be pig baby? You. Well, I'd be that one. You're not being pig baby. That's one of the best. so much as a kid. It was She weird. holds a baby and she looks down and it turns into a piglet oh. and runs away. That's macabre, yeah. isn't it? That is Pretty the very dark. essence of the macabre. Why is he doing that, Lewis Carroll? What's he trying to say to us, mate, turning a baby into a pig? Unheimlich. You remember I used to go on about that all the time? What do you mean? It's German for unhomely, and it's like that feeling mm. of like, Ooh, Freud wrote an essay mm. about it. Oh, I don't like that. When we're displaced. It's not, it's not horror. It's not like, but it's it that is. creepy feeling. It is. And you know what's going to happen now? Is I'm going to say my Rosemary's Baby thing. <clears throat> oh, Here it is. Russell's Rosemary's Baby thing. The reason Rosemary's Baby is such a good horror film is because it gets to the essence of horror. That is, you don't know your true reality. That you could be in a relationship with someone and not really know them because you can never understand another person's essential reality. You only have the sort of consensus of the relationship, the sense of connection. And I'm not saying that that is reality. I believe in one consciousness. As you know by now but like uh, the horror idea the sort of negative view of that the shadow view of that is what if you can't trust anything what if we are alone in the universe what if it is a holographic experiment and we are completely and absolutely alone and there is no love here's an advert there's not an advert really that's a joke let's just do some more t- oh no we could do an advert I'm not leaving people on that kind of downer it's Billy Greaves again just wanted to say Russell was right when he said we've become addicted to comfort. Wim talks about getting to an uncomfort zone, which is what I call my body, in the, in the cold. And once we can control that, we can translate into other negative things in life, like depression, anxiety and pain, and learn to get past it. Well, that's good news. Right, so he's using the cold mm. as a sort of practice zone yeah. for other types of discomfort. Yeah, he's piggybacking on the cold. He's piggybacking on it. Mm. Mm. See? All right, so listen, let's have a little advert just to unwind. You might be thinking, I need something. Well, have a listen. Is it any of these things? Dear Britain, we know you can't wait to take off again to the people and places you love, to feel the sun on your face and the sand down your shorts, or just read and read and read until you feel happy and glorious once more. Take off to Europe from £39 each way. British Airways, made by Britain. T's and C's apply. Limited availability. Price based on a return fare departing London Heathrow in September. See ba.com slash late for details. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. Those are, they're very long, aren't they, those stings that tell us how good the radio show is. But and congratulations to whoever it is that um, made them. I hope you enjoyed the first hour. And Wim Hof and his uh, talk of, let's face it, a revolution in consciousness through a kind of yogic self-enlightenment makes sense that it would have to be individual change to achieve social change. So, uh, yeah, the, thanks, the Wim. The curse of the show doesn't catch up to him. We don't want Wim being taken from us by the accursed show that, like, stalked the land and the globe like a reaper, claiming its previous guests. No one is safe. Grot bags we hardly knew ye. Well, it's bring... Dead. She is! Didn't you hear the roll call of death? Oh. They're all gone. Now, uh, and uh, respect and love to the, those deceased. We remember you with affection and love and possibly apologies. So, OK, Matthew Morgan, there's a lot of talk about you going on Instagram. Hello, Russell, Matt and G, says uh, Jade and Natalie. They're pretty hardcore MMAs. Matt Morgan Appreciation Society members. I recently ran a poll on a Matt Morgan Appreciation Society. It's got 5,000 members, is it, Django? 
10,000 members. That's as many people as yeah, there are. One of them gave me one pound. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, don't try and monetize appreciation. Appreciation is one of the great gifts that God gave us. The and flow you, of love is the flow of love. tax bill with that. <laughs> There's a little fund to pay Matt's tax bill, although you would have to declare it as earnings and your tax bill would probably go up a bit, so it's, it's quite complicated, but we'll, we'll, we'll try and get you out of debt. Uh, I run a poll of, for, with the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society to suggest names for Matt's Instagram page. One, at the original victim seems to be the most popular, although we hope it doesn't bring up that. too many harrowing memories with Darren French, see, because Darren French gave Matt his original victim status by stabbing him with a pin, and pin pin, the Matt Morgan slogan, which you're going to have to embrace. Now, Matt, if you look at Facebook Live, and I suggest you do, because Matt Morgan is sat now look, holding... Yeah. He's like he's framing himself in an Instagram frame. You could pull your microphone. The mic could be in the frame with you, darling. Look at me, such a doddery old sod. No, I'm not. You are. You're a right old I don't know what camera I'm looking at. This is radio. There shouldn't be cameras. Yeah. Oh, hello. Mics used to What's hang it? down, and now they stick up because it's cameras. A little bit of tension there, mate. Well, I, you know, I signed up Should to be on one medium. I turn out on about three mediums. <laughs> if you're following us on Smellervision, you can uh, <laughs> press the red button now to smell Matt's angry little bottom cleft. It's like white wine vinegar. Can I put this down now? No. Nope. Don't you like it? Is it making me nervous? I like nervous? it, but it's putting me off. Jengo, you could tweet a photo of that. There's Matt's, because we're going to try and think of I think you should be called original victim. You don't want to be called that? Why is there a urinal under here? Don't worry about my urinal. There's you a, put that back. A big porcelain urinal under this. I thing. need that. Do you say urinal or urinal? I say you urinal. You 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 urinal. You 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 urinal. I need that during the show. So okay, we've got. To, let's get Matt up on no, Instagram. Come on, let's get a good. What do you name? want to be There's called? Some good names here. Come on then. What are the options? Walnut head. Mm, <laughs> why is that? A reference to uh, when uh, a friend. When I was at school, mm -hmm. I went. I was at the boys' school. I had some lessons at the girls' school. I went over there, and a girl mm. walked past me in the corridor. At the time, I was growing my hair long, and yep. it, I'd washed it that morning. It was all big. Mm. And she, I thought she said, all right, walnut head, yeah. right? And I was really hurt. Yeah. And then my sister said, oh, my friend saw you, and said, all right, horny. Oh, but you just had translated that as my walnut My brain head. wouldn't let me have that joy. You need Wim Hof. No. Do you need Wim Hof bad? Because when pe walnut people head. are saying you're horny and you're hearing walnut head. <laughs> <laughs> but when I call you walnut head, Genuine you better symptoms. believe it's walnut head. There's another one. The jester of malice. Genuine symptoms. Why genuine symptoms? Oh, yeah, because when, you've, when you're when you using your hypochondria, you go, I've got genuine symptoms. Yep. And um, Jester of Malice, because of your original band. The band was called Jester's of Malice. Matt Morgan Freeman. Nah. Justin, oh, that's good. Justin Little Pants. Justin Little Pants. What's that from? Snivelly Little Winky Woo. <laughs> I think we have our winner. <laughs> oh, Little Sauce Pot. Because oh. of my Nando's. Nando, yeah. I like yeah. Walnut Head. It's nice, near the beginning. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's up to, we'll have a poll by the end of it. I bet we? you there's someone called Walnut Head, because when you try and have a name on the internet, there's too many people. Mm. I'd have to be Walnut Head too many people. <laughs> <laughs> so a UKIP attitude towards you. Know, too many people coming over here stealing our Walnut Head. Listen, <laughs> try and relax about it, mate. You're, we'll find the perfect name for you. We're going to get you on Instagram. What are you called on Instagram? Uh, Rusty Rockets. Aren't I gave I? you that name. Oh, aren't I? Well, yeah, you did, and I, I'm no. very grateful for it. What, what, is you, what am I called on Instagram, Jengo? True Russell Brand. True Russell Brand. True Russell Brand. That's yeah. exactly what I've just said. What's wrong with that? I'm the real Russell Brand. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to be called then? Don't know. Come on, I'll mate. I'll be called Matt Morgan. You can't be called that. No, I'll be um, 
I'll be, what was that one I liked? Well, I'll tell you who we can talk to when he calls in. Walnut Andy head, Peters. I'll be a walnut head. All right, okay. But like, yeah, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll judge the internet traffic. We'll judge the internet traffic. E- uh, te- tweet me at Russell Brand, at Rusty Rockets. You know me. You know me. Oh, that reminds me. Right, I want to play Jeremy, who's my friend, who I'm hoping very much to be in a band with any day now. Uh, a grime band. Is that what we'll be in? A grime band. I, I, I'm a member of a grime band. So let, let's play this for a bit. And then we'll talk about Matt on Instagram. Send us your suggestions for names for Matt. Maybe we'll have a poll. Polls are confusing. They don't tell you anything, do they? Yeah, so sure the exit right. poll, that gives you the double truth roof. Okay, let's, uh, let's listen to That's Not Me, shall we? Yes. Yeah, let's do that, Can right? do a little freestyle over it by bringing the mic up halfway through? I might do Treat if I'm feeling confident. I might yeah, 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 remix go, it. Remix don't it up. be sarcastic yeah. when I'm working so hard. Did you hear Wim Hof? He said how nice I am and used to cheek me <laughs> like a couple of fairies. Mm. Russell Brown. This is Radio X. As it turns out, the beginning bit wasn't him because that was Skepta, wasn't it? Yeah. So like, the irony is contained within it. I, I I, I quite, that's quite sweet when he says, I put it all in the bin. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I like that. Put that in the bin. When in hip-hop or grime, because so, like in 99 Problems by Jay-Z, when he goes to God... Mm. You know, uh, his friends died and he says, Bob's a good dude, please let him in. <laughs> it's sweet the way he says it. Yeah, because I suppose we get used to the meteor being somewhat yeah, aggressive, so aggressive and defiant. Yeah. That if there's a normal bit of language, you it go, sounds sort oh. of lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but I've, I'm very excited about my new future in grime. Now, there's a, an anti-ageing... Stu- <laughs> that, that'll be, like, charted as the end of grime when you enter no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's when it jumps the shark. No, that's when grime becomes <laughs> the most powerful art form when, known to man. That's when grime becomes grim. Now, listen, it's going to take more than an E to stop me. That's not me. Mm, Grime. Right, hello. Anti-aging startup charging thousands of dollars for teen blood. A new US startup company is charging eight grand for blood transfusions from young people. Founder Dr. Jesse Karazim's company, Ambrosia, which is a sort of a mythic word to the uh, fruits of the god, isn't it? Food of the god. Already has 100 people signed up to receive an infusion, saying the majority of them are retirement age, wanting young people's blood. This has gone blood. on for years, apparently. This is vampirism. This is vampirism there is, made there's, real. There's science behind it. Is right. there? Yeah. But that, that doesn't mean it's better, does it? I mean, there's science behind all sorts of things. You can't go around stealing young people's no, blood. I know. I'm not <laughs> saying it's morally right. Oh, I see. Scientists have proven oh, it's scientifically it's right, so forget morals, yeah. Well, that's not me, OK? <laughs> Come on, if there was a little treatment of yeah. kitty blood that well, you could make yourself look younger with... Is You'd there? be all over it. You'd be running down your chin. I, I might have an egg cup full a week or so. <laughs> That's not me. I see Matt has moved seats and now isn't face-to-face on camera. Oh, it is face-to-face on camera. On a scale of 1 to 10, how uncomfortable does he feel? That's Alex Dyer. In well, I didn't know that, but now I feel very uncomfortable. I thought I was hiding from cameras. Really? No, you're uh, like. Well, I don't know why you... Oh, geez, took his glasses off and he's got beautiful eyes. And I'm very grateful to Thank be able to... Walking up, walking up. Matt's... Instagram should be on the lines of the original Matt Morgan. It'll make him seem hip and cool, says Zoe. So there you go. That's sort of... Uh, that's well, no, because there's this Matt Morgan wrestler. Belladonna Poison says Skin Daddy Morgan. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's Insta name's got to be Skin Daddy, says Joe. People like Skin Daddy, Matt. That sounds like I'm some gay fetishist. <laughs> so what? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being yeah, a gay wanna, fetishist? Apparently, uh, social media, this is why I'm getting into it, you've got to push your brand. 
What's your brand? Well, it's skin not daddy. Skin Daddy. Skin leather Daddy brand. trousers with a bum cut out. <laughs> leather trousers with a bum cut out. That's not me. Put them in the bin. Here's my shout out. That's not me. Get my bum out. Come and on. And there was Grime. <laughs> Here's Grime. There's it's Grime time. Grime's funeral. <laughs> Grime's doing... Grime's going to be fine. You're going to go to gigs and go right down the front? Ooh, what happens there? I don't know. <laughs> People dance. Dancing down the grime show. Yeah, oh, yes, please. I don't mind if I do. Clapping. That's me. <laughs> the man doesn't know the words. <laughs> I'm going to learn those words. I'm going to stand so near to the front, I might come up on the stage. You wait. This time next week, you wait. I'll be on the internet with that JME doing a pop song, dancing around. I'd love to see that. Yeah, you yeah, will. Really will. Stay tuned. Because yeah. I'm good friends with him. <laughs> This time next week, he'll have been uh, he'll have been lured in by sheer bloody love and force of personality. Hi, Russell says James Declan Conroy. If I send you an emery board, would you sign it? Sign it. Kind thoughts. Yes, I will. You can have that. I'll, I'll sign you an emery board because the emery board, of course, is the icon of change, filing down the tip of the system to reveal a cross section of cells like a honeycomb bubbling with fresh larvae slipping out. Of Bear's penis. Hi, Russell Matt and G says Cara Dobbing of Leicester. Last week, Matt mentioned the awkwardness of asking for sauce pots in Nando's. I work in Nando's in Leicester High Cross. We're coming in. And it's Good. never once been an awkward encounter when people what? ask for the takeaway sauce pots. Usually they ask for pots of sauce. Or most of the time, they don't even ask. They just help themselves. Can I ask for pots we, of sauce? Because they're empty. You we leave say, them Can on I have the a counter. little sauce pot? Hope this clears up the query. And I think by query, she means you. Every time a customer <laughs> I ask for them now. I have Matt's voice in my ears saying, Sauce Pots! Lots of love. Cara Dobby. No, we talked about that on the podcast. So to radio listeners who don't listen to the podcast. You should. Well, we should for a start. But when you go in Nando's, there's those little pots, the empty ones, when you get in a takeaway and you have to ask for them. Well, now they've put them on the counter. Great. Well, I didn't know that. Mm. Now I've always said, Can I have some little sauce pots? Shouldn't even be down Nando because it's bad for you, is it? Not really. (laughs) Shouldn't be there. Cheeky. Cheeky Nando's. Cruel. Fish fingers. Very cruel to the chickens. Very cruel. That's why old Russ won't eat the little guys. Darlings, I think of them as. I took my father to see Churchill and I, Churchill and Ice's uh, Amy Haycock. I was really worried about when the uh, that there would be an Emery board scene. Of course you were worried. Where does this all come from? Is this just spilling out of your subconscious? <laughs> i tell you what it is. I thought about it. It's because I watched that show, The Crown, which I bloody enjoyed, and it very nearly challenged my principles that we, we should live in an egalitarian superstate where with decentralised power and everyone runs their own little communities and everyone's free, made me think instead, have a bloody great big massive royal family because it's such a fine piece of propaganda. And in it, there's Churchill. And what I think it is, is because whenever you hear Churchill talk, he's talking about grand and important matters of state, whether Mm. or not you agree with his politics, he's a great orator and he talks with that grandeur. I think unconsciously what I thought is, imagine if he was talking about meaningless, stupid things with the same sense of grandeur. Now, what is questionable is why my mind immediately took us to... Filing a dog. Yeah. Dog's genitals That's really, really weird. But where, why have you thought about that? Have you looked at Bear and thought, I'm going to... No! But if one ever were to, <laughs> you would have a flush dip rather than a ragged creek that oh. looks like something oh, come on a heart monitor beeping skyward. That's not right. I'd, I'd, I'd like to file that down. I never think about filing it down. I just think a little snip, snip, snip. <laughs> That's why you need Wim Hof. That's not me. You need him. I, Wim Hof, I've got him, baby. Me and Wim Hof, I'm going to visit there. My life's so full up now with potential visits, whether it's JME, 
Yanis Varoufakis, often he's the fella that used to be Greek finance minister, number two in the cleverness chart, where I come third or fourth, still Champions League, fourth. Uh, but, like, I'm going to see him in Athens, talk about stuff. And who else am I going to go visit now? Wim Hof. Because mostly, what a great name, Wim Hof. Wim Hof. That's short for stuff. Hmm? Like, is that short for, like, is his name... Whimsical. Wimerson Hofmeister or something. Wimerson Hofmeister. No, it's Wim Hof. Matt has a history of being cruel to chickens. Does he? Yes, you yes. do. You've showed those dead chickens each other's bodies. I wasn't cruel to them. I simply let them into the secret of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the secret. A dead, decaying well, little the, chicken. Well, life is finite. That <laughs> type of life material. I worked life. on a... F I didn't work on a farm. I went on a farm you were while a little I boy. a child. You, did you see it as a job? It was a job. You had jobs. And my, one of mine was the chick shed, right? Didn't you say there was a man with a false hand? Yeah, sat a rubber at a table. hand. I told you this. This is part radio of your, fodder. Yeah, no, he. Um, well, I was in charge of the chicks. How old right? are you here, Matthew? I think I was about seven mm -hmm. or eight. I might be an old. I don't know, but I was definitely under ten. And mm -hmm. they're uh, the chick shed. They're tiny little chicks, all running around. I used to. You're allowed to pick them up, so I did. And you mm. pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> like that, <laughs> but there was, they they tread on they like the um, what do you call them the runts almost right runts yeah the runts of the litter this like this is nature they get they they're too weak right and they get trodden on by the others until they're sort of flat and so Stand you down. pick out the flat ones and leave them on the side and I all you used to do was take a live one and go. Look at the flat ones. <laughs> like that. Yeah, there's your future. And then it would go... <laughs> like <laughs> well, they reacted to yeah, it. Yeah, and then I'd put it back in the others mm. and I'd sort of watch it in case it told them. You had to see what he might go, God, there's a terrible one. You won't one. believe this. And then everyone would just say... He's like a prophet, prophet chick. Yeah. But the uh, rubber-handed farmer... I pushed a chick. This is what they're talking about, I think. I pushed a chicken. It was walking on the wall on the inside of where pigs live. Sties. <laughs> right? Inside of where pigs live. Cannot compute. <laughs> right. so there's an outside bit, that's the little pig's garden, and then you can go, there's a little house bit, right? And at the back of the house bits, there's a little corridor where they go, and you can, you chuck pig feed in or whatever, right? Yeah, I yeah. saw a chicken walking on that wall on the inside, and oh, I just yeah. lashed out, went, whoop, and pushed it. <laughs> and then I thought nothing would happen, yes. but instead I heard instead of a terrifying noise of a massive sow crushing a chicken, like oh, yeah. banging against it. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. This is like the beginning of Silence of the Lambs when Jodie Foster describes what made her well, no, become a cop. I could have gone that way. Oh, yeah, I thought you were Yeah, you could Jodie Foster. You're not going to be a serial killer. killer. You, but you nearly admitted. You said, I could have gone that way. I mean, there's two interesting things here. One, you showed that that's the Jungian shadow life, that on the other side of fluffy chick world is flat stamped down chick world, and you tried to and consolidate the inside of the those worlds. house was more horrific than the outside. Yeah, and that, and also that there's this weird repressed instinct in you that you, you've had your whole life. You're always looking for little opportunities to lash out. And I've noticed you've made me that agent. You've what? made me the agent of lash out. I pushed you into a pig. Pen. Anyway, the me farmer that pens. night obviously knew that it was me. Right? How did Some he know it was you, old I foam hand? I was only a kid. It's probably so obvious, but everyone probably heard it and then saw me come out. Oh, like, frantic! Yeah, because you're not good at keeping a secret or lying or acting. Not good at that. And he, um, no, he sat down at the table, held like used to. He'd sit down, he'd choose. How his long table. were you at this place? Is that such an effect? Not like about thirty years, but I think it was about three days. I'd have to mm. ask my mum. And uh, he dropped his rubber hat, like he held it up with his other hand, and went, when it landed on the table, and he went, ooh, and then, I can't remember what he it's said, but he, he basically said, there was a chicken crushed by a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and said, I don't know who would have done that. I want to play the farmer. Does anyone know? And I just kept quiet. 
Oh, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> There's a lot of... Suppose it's farm life, eh, farmer? Lots of things must go on. Circle of life, isn't it? You know, sunset, sunrise, circle of life, circle of life, isn't it? Someone's going to get a clout from the old rubber hand. <laughs> Come bedtime, the rubber hand will be roaming the farm. Very formative uh, few days, that, because there was an electric fence there that I got a bit addicted to touching as well. You'd put your hands on See? it and you think, oh, it's not going to... Uh, maybe this time it won't... Maybe this time it won't... Maybe this time it won't... Yeah, very strange. It did, it's actually... have gone there. You shouldn't be allowed at that farm, but let's make a short film about it called Farm Hand. This is... Radio X. Russell Brand. X, 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 X. Russell Brand show. Oh, oh, oh. That's uh, me making my own ident there. And some would say, becoming one of the great, excuse me, an apple, ident artists in modern history. You're listening to the Russell Brand show on Radio X. This is from Jewel in Care Philly. I'm in the car with my mum and dad, Gene and Dave. Hello, Gene and Dave. Listening to the show. Mum says you don't give your arse a chance and is always talking. What does that mean? It sounds like an insult. Don't give your ass a chance. Don't give your ass a chance. <laughs> give your ass a chance. Sounds like a really interesting insult. I like it. If I work out what that means, I'm going to be offended. Russ Matt and G says Laura Ma from Derby. Matt's brand is rock and roll hypochondria. Yeah, that's true. That's what you should go for, Mafu. Yeah. Rock and roll hypochondria. Ah, life, eh? It's what a rich tapestry. So, should we promote our mate's book then? Yes. Let's I've got this mate, Martino Scarvi. He had this brain tumour. Oh, I'll seemed... tell the story in a more, you know. Yeah. What do you mean? Heartfelt. Just jump straight in. You LA. could have said he had these headaches. You could have built it up a bit. He had this brain tumour. He did. And I thought he was going to die. It really well, seemed likely that he was going to die. Yeah, yeah but more be. importantly, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't trust the doctor, can you? Just a fellow in a white coat working for Big Pharma. Know what I mean? No. <laughs> no, they're important, aren't they? I'm criticising doctors. I just said that for something to say. Past Don't the time. say Big Pharma. I've got memories. Big, <laughs> big rubber-handed farmer. <laughs> um, he might still be alive. If you are that big rubber-handed farmer, what were you thinking? No, could you get in touch with us, please? Because we'd like to know exactly yeah. what happened on that farm and why Matt, uh, was he disruptive? Do you remember him? Was he the worst ever farm assistant you've ever had? I think in the New Forest, I think, or somewhere like that. You're in the... Right. Listen carefully. Are you a farmer? Answer. Yes. Have you got a rubber hand? Answer. Yes. Have Did a quick you check. Quickly look at it. Is that one? You can move it and meet. Right. Look at the other one, though. Right. It's you, isn't it? Now, call us on Radio X or text us 83936 or you can tweet me at Rusty Rockets and get in touch and tell us, was Matt Morgan the worst ever little boy you ever had on your farm as he w was practising necromancy, showing the chicks dead each other's and also pushing chickens into a sty? Dark times, dark times, dark times. Now, our mate Martino Sclavi wrote a book um, from the precipice of death when he got this brain tumour. Everyone assumed he was going to die. He, he was in Los Angeles with me. It was when I was still married. It was a strange time. I was getting ready to come back to England to win a comedy award. Me and Martino was trying to produce a film, which I think that you wrote, along with Cockety Lockety Trevor the Lockety, uh, called mm. Bad Father. It was too hard yeah. to write. You all did a read, read through. Me, you, and Martino did a read through of it. Yeah, and yeah. then he, he just said, I want to lie down for a, have a rest. And then, boom. No, if you have to lie down, have a rest, Martino. Bloody hell. What's wrong that's with not, you? That's not of character for Martino. Yeah, he never lays yeah. down unless a rest. Anyway, he had a terrible brain tumour. Mm. We all just had to adjust to him dying. With awful business. We, me and Jeeves stood around his bed. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God, that was terrible. It's not nice when you think someone's going to die. And people Did he know who you were? Like, at that no, point. we had this fight in the bed like yeah. because like the, they needed to put a tube down his genitals so that he could wee. Catheter, yeah. that's him, mate. And, uh, like, they, and like he was fighting. And then he looked at me in this terrible moment. He looked at me and went, Russ, what, what is this? What's going on? And I had to go, mate, 
this is some heavy deals going down. Afraid we've got to stick this pipe down, yeah. I mean, like, it was like he was going to die. Then they had to operate on his brain in the dead of night. I had to call his family and do yeah. the phone call to the family and everything. It was pretty, pretty heavy, actually. It was, it was his son's, like, third birthday. Oh and so we God, bought all these little presents for him. Birthday. And his son doesn't know, and his son's playing on his dad. Oh, man. It was a bleak so confrontation end, with mortality. Mm. Well, after that, so he went to Italy, and he, but, in, but like, he, the book, right? So I went to he the He subsequently launch. written a book called yeah. The Finch in My Brain because the tune was The Shape of the Finch because the, up, the upbeat ending to this particular tale, and, of course, many of these stories end in death, is that Martino Scavi somehow didn't die. I write the forward alive, to the book. Yeah. It's an amazing book. And he wrote a book, but like Finch in my they brain. They did brain surgery on him while he was awake, and, he had and they count. cut bits out of mm. his brain, and then kept saying to him, "Count backwards from ten. What's the capital of, you know, Holland or whatever?" And he had to check these things off a list that, that you know, like just to say make sure they hadn't chopped out a bit of his brain. Yeah, that just he to needs. see what they were cutting out. So they did that, and they got most of the tumor out. But mm. I, I think he, he, I saw him the other day, and he said like he's never going to go in remission. It doesn't exist for that type of cancer, right? But yeah, and um, the other thing is he is can't he, read. He can. Ne- he never. They write. chopped out the bit of his brain that meant he could read. So now when he looks at words, they don't mean anything. Yeah, to he, him. he can write. But type. He can touch he can't type. Read it back. But he can't read. So he's written a book using. Well, he types it, and then the voice, you know, like computer voice, he calls it Alex, reads it back to him, right? But he's written a whole book, and he it's can't amazing. read. amazing. What an achievement. And they read some out, and it's brilliant. Yeah. And Which I bought bit? a copy. Well, some, the two people there re- read a chapter. Was I in the bit? No, but you're, you've written the foreword to the book, haven't <laughs> All right, you? so I am in it, then. You're mentioned it. Actually, your name does come up a lot. Does it? Yeah. Good stuff. But Sounds I like think everyone book. should read book. it. Buy it and read it because it is a, you know, it's a tale of adversity. Testament to life. Yeah. Testament to life, the power of life, that life oh, can yeah. continue in the face of tragedy. And if we, God knows this is a time when we need stories like that when we're confronted with so said, much tragedy. If they said, if someone said to me, you've got six months, right, mm. I'd probably die sooner than that. Just yeah, just, you'd probably die up. by the end of the sentence, wouldn't you? Just God. fold up like a little deck chair. <laughs> oh, well, goodbye, <laughs> down I go. <laughs> Leap straight into a little grave, I'd wouldn't you? Best. <laughs> it wasn't good enough. That's my struggle. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but he just went, no, I'm not having that. I know, it's pretty amazing. The Finch in my brain. Buy it. There you go. They give me some T-shirts to wear, but I forgot them. Sorry, What's Martino. wrong with you? Why don't you remember a T-shirt? You wouldn't have worn it anyway. I would have. I was looking forward to I'll that. I'll bring them next week then, and we'll good. wear them on the air next good. week. Good. I'll wear it. I'm looking we forward cut to it. The cut the sleeves off, put a belt round it. And, and the neck, take the neck out, because the neck might chafe around my neck hole. Oh, Do you see, I don't like things like that. You know that about me, don't you? That's not me. You're a brain tumor, and you can't even wear a T-shirt. We're all trying our best, yeah? We've all had our struggles. Some people don't <laughs> like a neck chafe. Some people have had a brain tumor. That's modern Britain. <laughs> Hi, Russell, Matt and G. I've just been watching an old episode of Ponderland. I was wondering if now you've become a father, your penis has turned brown. It certainly has, sir. I've been tanning the damn thing long enough. Send me a video of it in the week. (laughs) 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 Yeah, not doing anything weird though, Matt, to clarify. George Allen says, Hi, Russell, Matt and G. Like Russell, I'm a big fan of Morrissey. I wonder if they're still good friends. I've not spoken to him for ages. I think he sent... Maybe I sent the you last sent email. sent me a lot of videos of your willy, actually. So what? Yes. Who cares? Once, you sent me videos of your willy. in a puppet's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you filmed that. You no, were I operating you the camera. You it to me. You were operating the camera or the puppet. Oh, no. That, that was oh, a good sorry, video. I did film Instagram. that. Instagram. That's why me... you should be on Instagram. Yeah. That is why you should be on Instagram. I've still got a picture of it. Uh, it's in Elmo's mouth. <laughs> that was a good picture. <laughs> Elmo, turns out the bloke who was in Elmo had done a lot worse. 
Do you remember? Oh, he's in the background of the picture. <laughs> <laughs> it was an Elmo. I'm not been doing none of that. It was my own. Look, really, it's all it is. Own is Elmo. It's <laughs> my own Elmo. What a man does with my own Elmo? That's my own private business. What do I do with my Elmos up to me? Anyway, that was pretty funny. Anyway, it's only a bit of cloth, isn't it, really? You can I sort know. of sentimentalise it because no, it's got eyes and a mouth. To the judge. I have told him. Uh, that's, I'm a reminder. <laughs> I've got a little twinkly bracelet on now that's speaking to me. Bedtime at seven, Russ. I, I like Tagged up videos. and bagged up. We should make... Well, this is what our sketch show will be. We better get that organised. Will you book some studio st- space for a side quest? A new sketch show starring... I'll speak to Steve Coogan. I'll speak to Steve Coogan in the week. I spoke to him in the week, Steve Coogan. I spoke to him. Right. Oh, is this how we conduct business now? No. This, you're right. It's unprofessional. Let's talk about this email. Like Russell, I'm a big fan of Morrissey. I wonder if they're still good friends and whether you guy, guys plan to have him on the show. I did like to He's have fall, Morrissey on the show. Isn't, you haven't even fallen out with these people. You just let him... Slip away. Flounderum. Slip away. Slip away. But I won't let it happen with Jeremy. Yeah, but you had his email address. I'm him close. Yeah. Morrissey. Yeah, of course, of course. I used to see him regular. Have you seen him without a quiff? Excuse me, burping. I've asked several of his former bandmates, colleagues, so they said they haven't. I see, after a show, he'd had a shower. He momentarily... It was quite flat. That was at the LA Staples Centre. Oh, hello, Russell. Oh, you know, like that. And uh, being with Morrissey after a show, I had to keep him boosted up. Quentin Tarantino was there. He wanted to come backstage. Security wouldn't let him through. Really? I was like, let him through. That's Quentin Tarantino. But then by that time, Quentin Tarantino had changed his mind. No, it's okay. Nah, man, it's okay. And off he went. And that was really? the thing. didn't see Quentin Tarantino again. He's quite a scary looking man. Tarantino. He's quite a big, isn't he? Intense, big head. Feels like his, his chin. He has got a big head. Yeah, imposing on He's, he's imposing a fine down. film, mate. He's got, like, his forehead and his chin look like they want to meet, meet up. Yeah. Meet They're trying up to have a secret about meet. Any, about two feet hey, in front of his nose. don't worry about the nose. Don't worry about the nose. We'll get together without him. That's what forehead and chin are saying, perhaps. Has anyone seen Morrissey without a quiff? No, George. That's How the How can he be without answer. a quiff? You mean because he's just washed his hair and it's all just flopped down over his face? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Imagine it all down. Hi, Russell. A friend who's a fan of yours, says Diane, told me that you are beekeeping and need a bee expert for your show. Is that right? Diane. Diane Roberts. Press officer. British Beekeepers Association. <laughs> Diane. That's Diane brand- Roberts. That, that that branding. <laughs> Diane. Read that again. Diane. Press officer. British Beekeepers Association. What's the message? Hi, Russell. A Read it in a sort of like... I hear you're a... <laughs> All right. Sort of like, well, like this subtext is... Nefarious little... Hello, Russell. A friend who's a fan of yours told me that you're beekeeping and need a bee expert for your show. Is that right? Diane. (laughs) Diane Roberts, press officer, British Beekeepers Association. Well, you think being a press officer for something, she'd be a bit more, like, verbose about it. So I'll go, hello, Russell. I like how she's succinct. Yeah, but it sounds like she's sidled up to you in a bar. Hello. Do you like beans? Don't look at me. Keep look looking. Stare at your drink. I now. know you like our buzzy friends. Mm-hmm. Come around the back. How about the old yellow and blacks with the pollen sacks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Dippy dippy in the lavender. How's, how is beekeeping Dippy going? dippy in the honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. Dippy dippy in the rosebuds. Spray purple. Mm-hmm. Sprayed in purple, didn't I, darling? Purple spray. Purple what? Spray. How's the beekeeping going? Not very well. I mean, like, I just let them do what they want. I don't want to keep them. I just want to let them free. Be free bees. These are the worst. I like, you know, like obviously we've got to look after the bees, but I don't know why you want to have them around. I've got 60,000. That's as many as there is in oh, Woking. there's one bee in my garden. I go in. They come in the house sometimes. My cat keeps killing long-nosed shrews, little snozzly shrews, dead on the floor oh. every day. Oh, no. 
There's that sweet little stuffy little sod. They look hilarious. They're only as big as a thumb. Nice, with a little elephant trunk. Yeah, that's them. That's them. And they're darlings. And I don't think they should be brought in in that manner because I don't think they've done nothing wrong. You're all this vegan, all these people. You've got a cat and cut his testicles off, and now he's killing animals. It it's worse than me. That's my girlfriend's cat, fingers. Jericho. I mean, they're all, both our cats now. I bet they all all kill things, don't they? Of course they do. They love death. They love it. They love to slaughter and kill. I mean, they, you're right. Here I am trying my best to bring about peace, but it's uh, not possible because the pets are murderous swines. Now the phone lines are being rebooted now. So if you're Andy Peters and you're trying to ring us, or you're that farmer with a rubber hand, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. Oh, it's a right mission to dial with that. Mm. His old farm phone. You're best off to get some sort of speak phone where you just speak it. Didn't um, Woody Arlson have a mm. rubber hand in the movie Kingpin? I think he did. And there's I a funny bit he where he, made, he, goes, he sort of lists things on his rubber hand and every time he makes a point, he goes, number one, <laughs> the little fingers make a joke. Yeah, Being away is making uh, fun of people with fake hands. Oh, no, oh, I've got to say it. Why'd you have to do whoop, that? Whoop, whoop. Got to stick up for everyone. Stick up for everyone. Whoop, whoop. Oh, there they go, the old Nipsey Whipples. So, Andy Peters, where are ye? Because I spoke to Chris Moyles once and he said to me, uh, Andy Peters has got a great TV brain and I'd like to know what's yeah, going on yeah. in there. Although, didn't he? Isn't he responsible for the end of Top of the Pops? He slaughtered it. With his bare hands. <laughs> with his rubbery old palms. He had around his throat. This is JB. Russell, Matt, G. My name's Johnny. I write and perform social commentary kind of stuff. Recently I've been doing work about how social media affected the puberty of my generation. Ooh. What? I have a theory I've long harboured, and I think it may be of interest to you. I believe that in 2006, 7, 8, 9, the period when Russell was a social archetype. Hello, now we're talking. I was a social archetype. No, wait. No, you wait. You've, you've never wanted me to be a social archetype, have you? You've always tried to come down hard on it. Well, and now a lad it's says... Right, it doesn't I... necessarily mean positive. No. That's all I No, it says. doesn't. No, that's right. And I'll take Nick... The jester. <laughs> the nitwit. The goon. <laughs> uh, back in the days of college parties, I vividly remember watching guys dress themselves in a white shirt, beads, black waistcoats and beyond. I hope to turn this into an essay about the cultural effect of Russell Brand, the sociology of fame that justified alpha males expressing their feminicide. Jay, I would be happy to chat in depth about my ideas on your show as I've been chatting to my mates about them for years now. That's the kind of ego flattery that will get you on this show, my man. So he's saying that, you, yeah, because there was that Beckham sort of time when metrosexuality became yeah, mainstream. Skirt. And so Metro you man. were around that time, prancing around with big hair. Prancing. And, you rec- and he reckons that you... I had an influence. But I'll tell you something, there's a proper academic book written about me, and I'm going to bring it here one week. Well, I'm going to read bring the whole here. book. That's going to be the show, for me oh, reading an academic book about me. Because, <laughs> so Jen, if you book it? about you. It's like, from... and it's not even a, a moody, phony book. It's a book, though. Impact of Russell Brand, published by Cambridge University Press. It's all like a proper book about me. Oh, anyway. Bring that in. I'd love to hear Yeah, you will. I'd, I'd love that. to. I'd love it. I'd love to hear what you say about my academic book. I'd love it if you, to hear you do that. <laughs> It's actually good. You'll like it, Matt. Do you remember when you did that when I was when I was in rehab trying to work my way through my life story? You read it out loud. Oh, I was yeah, on the precipice of dying of drugs. You'd written it from the point of view of like some sort of hero, <laughs> some you know. Yeah, I guess it was pretty tough being like Jack me. Kerouac. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was not You're meant to write down. You're in rehab. You're meant to just write down. And then one day I took some money at yeah. my mum's handbag and bought <laughs> some drugs. And instead, it was like. Boom, the doors of the pub open. <laughs> there he is. <laughs>
they stroke their beards and say, what's to be done about this Russell, Russell Brand? Well, I say I will not be silenced. I will not be quietened. I will ride on these drugs like a brown dragon of truth. And on that very topic... Brown dragons of truth. I am introducing to the world at large. I don't think that's wrong, is it? Well, we'll ask him now because Andy Peters, one of the finest media minds of a generation, is here. Andy, are you there, mate? Good Lord, I'm here. There he is. Are you in Los Angeles or are you in England? Uh, no, I'm back in England. Well, uh, Andy, thanks for coming on the show. I mean, you occupy, for people of my age, a peculiar cultural space because we remember you from when we were growing up as little kids and then, well, particularly me, I remember you from when I met you in a gym in Los Angeles and you were ferociously, ferociously muscular. Uh, well, that's what you go to the gym for, keep fit and to try and build a better physique. You were absolutely triumphing. In and you were working hard, it's got to be said. I think I still looked quite spindly. I was pr probably wheezing below a barbell <laughs> as we spoke. Do you know what, this thing, Andy, Chris Moyles, who's on Radio X with us, he's with his flagship morning show, said to me that he talks to you about televisual analysis and TV production because he says you're an expert in it. Do you think that you have a good understanding of the grammar of television? I would like to think so, yes. Is that what you do now? You produce telly? No, I'm on Good Morning Britain now. So well, every morning. Well, in our country, Britain. Yeah. You can't have Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Welcome, people of Stockholm. It's Good Morning Britain with Andy Peters. <laughs> so you're doing yeah. that? Yeah, I do that every day. So um, I'm always on there giving away money, trying to be funny, don't and not you... making everything rhyme. Aren't you... You did a fantastic job of that just now, but don't you uh, criticise the production staff saying, no, 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 that's too long for that item, and uh, you, don't, <laughs> you should go into the wide for that? I don't... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> um, I try and do it in a bit more of a subtle manner than you just did. Yeah. That's not how, what I've favoured. Now, what kind of... Like, I've always wondered why I've never been... like uh, people. Do you know what my nickname's been in the industry? Russell Brand, unproducible. Now, why is it that I'm so unproducible? And can you, Andy, think of a show for me, possibly incorporating Ed the Duck, who I think we all <laughs> miss very much? <laughs> I would not call you unproducible. So, firstly, when someone's unproducible, I always like to call them a maverick. Yes. He's a bit of a maverick. So, Stop. just leave him... He'll do it his way... And then we'll just work around him to make yeah, it look we'll great on television. <laughs> so always go with Maverick, Maverick because that, Maverick. that covers a, a multitude of sins. Uh, a show for you. Well, I think you've had many TV shows. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Too many. Which was your favourite? I did like doing Ponderland, didn't I, Matt? Yeah, oh, that was good, good fun. fun. The clip show. It was like a, making a jokes off the back of archive. Right, okay. So and that, that's a very easy to produce. It's not live. So then people feel they've got control of you. Do the show again. Do that show, a new kind of Ponderland. But I suppose, don't you think in this, don't you sense, Andy, as a person that works in, me, uh, in media, that it's, mm -hmm. it's becomes, like, look, even doing this show, right, this is quite a deliberately light-hearted show. Do you yeah. not think that there's something changing in the climate of this country, both politically and sociologically, that means that if you're sort of talking about things that seem spurious, that it seems sort of redundant and irrelevant because people are, it feels to me, I don't know if this is a metropolitan thing, but it still feels to me like people are engaged, people are really looking for answers, both on a social, political and possibly even spiritual level. Do you, is that something that you've said? Uh, no, I, I think actually there's a lot of truth in what you've just said, and I think, you know, the last three weeks have demonstrated that. But at the same time, with all of that comes, people need relief, people want life relief, people, people want a laugh. Yeah. occasionally and it maybe that's the space you can fill you know that's certainly the space that i think i operate in on television you know good morning britain's a new show predominantly but you have to have light and shade and hopefully i'm the light or the shade one of the two 
Do you think that this industry's changed a lot since you were, like, were you, like, 20 or something when you was in that? I was 18. Oh, my God, covered. that's ridiculous. Because oh. when you're kids, you kid, you, everyone just seems like adult. It's just sort yeah. of some, you're across <laughs> some divide of adulthood. You were an 18-year-old 30 years boy. next year, so I worked in television. You're basically, years. We're basically the same age. What the hell's going on? It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, you don't look at it, etc. Oh, thanks. Very kind of you. Thank has, you. Has, it, has the industry uh, significantly yeah, changed? Yeah, of course it has. You know, the, the, when I started, there were four TV channels. And BBC Two still wasn't on 24 hours a day. It kind of started at 6.30 in the morning. So, you know, now there's probably hundreds, you know, I've got, you know, everyone's got Sky Q or BT or whatever. There's hundreds and hundreds of channels. So that, you know, so the quality in some places has gone down, but the opportunities should have gone up because more television needs to be made uh, because there's more airtime to fill. Yeah. Um, so, I think that, so I think the landscape has changed and the way that we watch television, that's the biggest change, if you want to be quite serious. It's the way we watch television. You know, my niece and nephew literally don't know the difference between BBC One, W, uh, QVC mm. or Sky Sports One. To them, they're just all channels. They're not terrestrial and they're not the one owned by the government. The one, it's yeah. just television. It's irrelevant. And it's just content. Yeah, it's, 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 and also, so for them where they get their content, they don't care. So if they've got an iPad, they can watch bloggers and um, vloggers and bloggers on there. That's content. That's what they would watch, and it's up to them. That's we probably self-schedule now. All we'll of self-schedule. I reckon the phenomenon of fake news is aided by that because there isn't sort of a, a qualitative control. Not to say that mainstream media doesn't pump out its own version of events. Of course it does. We all know that. We're educated uh, consumers of media. But now it's possible for, like, a story to get traction without it going through the, the regular gatekeepers. The old-school tradition. Yeah, absolutely. Could be a positive thing in some instances. Now, uh, Gareth Roy, one of the producers of this show, worked for you at T4. This is something he's just mentioned during the interview. Uh, say, uh, uh, say hello to your old boss, Gareth. Hello. Hello, Gareth. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thanks. What role did you fulfil, Gareth? And is there any reason why Andy would remember you? No. There's no reason. <laughs> what was your job? I was a runner back then. Did you? Oh. Yeah. Did you, you you the, were you in the Channel 4 building? Yeah, that's right. Actually, Andy, Gareth used to sleep in the Channel 4 building <laughs> at weekends because he was staying with his family in Brighton and he used to sleep in a cupboard in Horse Ferry Road. Like, your broom cupboard identity on... <laughs> it was like his real life. He slept okay. in a cupboard. Yeah, but look where Gareth is now. He's the producer of your show. So, Gareth, I feel you've achieved, mm. and I would like <laughs> to say... downhill, really, I think. <laughs> Lovely cupboard here at <laughs> He, yeah. he back, looks Andy. back to the halcyon days of that cupboard as a sort <laughs> of like a, gold, a, a golden age in media. Yeah, well, you, At least it's he so right. Mop. Victoria's so much nicer than Leicester Square, so... That's right, it's a step in the right direction. Andy, thank you very much for, for, for coming on our show. Now, do look... I've, I must warn you to remain vigilant and alert because one of our listeners said that um, with an uncanny and worrying proportion, guests to this show are being visited by the Reaper. So, okay, like, like they listed all of the guests that we've spoken in the last few years and, I mean, it's, it's, it made pretty bleak reading. Okay, I Keep think at this point you. I need to get off the phone. But please, Andy, and we're going to stay yeah, safe, Andy. Always. See you soon. Thank you very much. Take care. You're more than welcome. You're really bye, bye Gareth. Oh. See you, Andy. Oh. Gareth. It's lovely. <laughs> You're not getting a job on going up to his old boss. Trying to there. get on Good Morning Britain. Well, you won't, mate. Not bloody <laughs> likely. Not when they see the reference I'll give you. <laughs> Unruly, <laughs> he shouldn't be. swine. Gareth wrote this little uh, pricey of Andy's career. What did he Didn't even mention Good Morning Britain. <laughs> Why didn't you mention his you contemporary job? Neil, was that Neil? That's the latest thing on his website. Oh, oh you layabouts. This Lay is everything it. that's wrong with Britain. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And now, to lighten the mood, there was once 
a little art fair I went to. Whilst there, I encountered this beautiful piece of music made to mimic exactly the sound of a radio advert. Russell Brand. Radio X. X. I endorse that. Now, this is Radio X. I'm Russell Brand. We basically love you. This is a feeling of love that you're getting right down to your ear hole. You could be in your car, you could be in your garden, you could be listening to the podcast. Perhaps you're a little boy drinking wine alone in an orchard. <laughs> Why didn't you have cider? Much more accessible, I'd have thought, by the orchard. Perhaps you're wandering by a stream just in the future, thousands of years, thinking, what were they like back then? Well, we were like this. And Matt Morgan especially was. Matt, why have you got a scar on your head from a snooker cue that you were struck over the bonds with? Well, um, that's explained it. There you go. Now, Matt's... Uh, <laughs> Katie, Somebody hit me with a, the... Uh, there was a fight started. Do you know what? I know how they feel, because many, many of the times... I just, just You've looked think, at my I head and thought, i like to crack that with some hard wood. With a, some sort of sporting implement. I was very, about 18, and, and there was an argument and a fight, and then my side of the fight... My side. Down the hill, and the other boys were up the hill, the bigger boys. <laughs> and then, bigger boys so came. we ran up a zigzag path in Dartford to get them. And by the time we were at the top, all well, the, I can't imagine all you the... pursuing a fight, Matthew, zigzagging oh, yeah. up here. I bet you were standing very near the back no. of the pack. Well, the thing is, everyone else was less fit than I, right. and they all dropped off. So I got to the top. I sort of, in the moment I was running up there, just thought, just got to run up this thing faster than everyone else. And then at the top, this bloke was. He took the fat end of a snooker cue out of the, uh, you know, yeah. snooker cue case where it sort of screws in the two halves yeah. and then whacked me over the head with it. And I thought, that was an iron bar. Because, <laughs> my, honestly, my vision went all thin. Like it a will little do. thin strip, like a, you know, like a movie. They nearly shut down and your my ears brain went, computer. Yeah, my shoes that, came off. That, your shoes came off? Yeah, and then when I went in the ambulance, I put my head oh, up, my finger up. I thought I could touch my own, I was touching my brain. So mm. I said to them, I can feel my brain. You can't let me die. And they said, you've just, it's just it's a, a cut on the skin. I hope you didn't bring that up when you're at Martino Sclavi's reading about brain tumours and surgery. I once was struck on the head too. Oh, I had a really bad headache that day. Uh-oh. And I didn't want to, you know... Yeah, bring no that up. Can't about that. No, you're going to get no sympathy about from that in a brain tumour party. Now, Katie from Bournemouth says, I'm so happy you're back on the radio. Matt's farm story sounds like a scene from Tess of the Durbervilles where she has to work in a dairy farm. Harrowing. Matt, did you plagiarise your story from Tess of the Durbervilles? Yes, yes or no? Is that George Eliot? Clearly. Tess of the Durbervilles. Who wrote Tess of the Durbervilles? George Eliot? We should know that collectively, especially you, G. Call yourself a poet. What's he doing over there? Writing a poem. All right, fair enough. Uh, Reagan Ward. My favourite from Russ's rehab diary. It was around this time that a rat lived in my hair. Oh, yeah, that is. Oh, yeah. A, yeah, I guess I had a rat living in my hair. You could say I was kind of crazy. Mouse, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, Elvis is who he was to give him his full identity, and he was a damn fine mouse. Oh, I still don't understand how it stayed in your it head. It stayed there for quite a while, and then it was in a Tupperware dish. Was I was living at my nan's. in there, which was probably just scalp. Just scalp. Just have a little nibble of scalp. A little portion of scalp. There's a mole there, mate. You can get a bit of juice out of once a week. A <laughs> little oh. bit of mole juice. Oh. There's nothing wrong with a rat drinking mole juice from a young boy's scalp. There's nothing wrong with a rat drinking mole juice. That is what life's all about, and 
And if you don't like rats living in hair, then baby, I tell you, we don't care because rats gotta have mole juice. That's grime. That's my contribution to JME's new record, Me and Russ, My Pal by JME. Okay, so why don't we um, give Matt a name for Instagram, then get that account going, then support him, and then put pressure on him until he goes bloated up and goes mad, and eventually, well, no, there's not anything harm to come to him, but just so he's on the edge a bit. So what are you going to call yourself, Matt? It's got to be up to you. I'll let the people decide. People decide. I suppose the... F- <laughs> <laughs> the listeners, not the people in the room. <laughs> uh, people, what are you decided? I reckon the next tweet we get with a name for Matt, we take it. Send your tweet now, quickly. Mm. Gareth, study the tweets. Gareth, he's there thinking about whether or not he can get back on Good Morning Britain with Andy Peters. There's no way. There's no way Peters is going to accept him. No way. He's moved on. Well, what's the first tweet that's mentioning Matt's name? It's going to be dun, that quick. Dun, dun, dun. Of course it will be. People are quick as lightning these days. What is it? What, no one's listening? Is this just me? Is this like when Elvis Presley, they used to smuggle him out of a car and go, oh, we better get you in the car, Elvis, because there's loads of women outside. And you know what? There's no answer. It's Skin Daddy. It's Skin Daddy. We have an answer. Belladonna, well done. Matt Morgan will be known as Skin Daddy. (laughs) Sanasunadonna. There's no pain in my sorrow. Sanasunadonna. It's Skin Daddy till tomorrow. Sanasunadonna. You are called Skin Daddy Morgan. So, everyone, follow Skin Daddy Morgan on Instagram. Let's support Matt. There will be a Matt Morgan Appreciation Society coming up. In fact, Amy. Oh, don't Okay. That. And now, that's not that bad. And now it's time for, to summarise this show, in which whatever you thought of this, whatever you thought of this rubbish, we were trying our hardest. And I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Now, to summarise it, Poet Laureate of the show and the man they are calling the second best grime artist in this room, it's Mr. G. Everyone. Okay, this poem's called Brick by Brick. Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. A confusion of tongues on different channels shaking the ground that's under me. Watch the ice man cometh, a social archetype in time. Watch the chickens come home to roost, reborn as a sweet child of grime. On this day of our fathers, we reveal an emery board of shame. But would a wall not accept such head if given any other name? Thus we all seek new paths in lives, trying to heal our hidden scars. Some chant kun via kun, others sing kun by ah. For the bricks that we build form the essence of who we are. Perhaps Skin Daddy will hold us all together as we look towards the stars. Yes! Yes! He even got Skin Daddy in there! How does he do it? What, does he do it? what magic is say, this? Happy Father's Day to my dad. Ah, oh, and can I just say... No, I said important. it first. No, wait no, a second. No, don't worry. No, I've an announcement, England. <laughs> I've an announcement to dads everywhere. Ronnie... Ronnie Brand, Happy Father's Day. Anyone else want to say Happy Father's Day to their dads? Come Shout on. Shout it then. Happy Father's, happy Father's Day. Day. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Jenny, saying it to your dad. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Happy Father's Day. Back there in the village. Right, we all said Happy Father's Day. <laughs> this is... Uh, she's from Dublin. Uh, all right, Happy Father's Day, all of you. We love you. Remember to follow Skin Daddy Morgan on Instagram. Come check me doing my rebirth tour if you want to. And watch out for the new rise of grime, because it's happening. Here is a guy called Advert who's shouting out his own identity continually in a variety of guises. Russell Brand. Radio X. X.